Luck, L-U-C-K, Luck, the 200-200. You'll get a text-confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's Luck, the 200-200. Good luck. Someone's going to get offended. It's just the way the world works. So to hopefully save everyone a little time and or energy, here's this. The opinions that you hear are those of the host and callers and not those of iHeartMedia, its management, or advertisers. Ladies and gentlemen... It's the Phillips File, broadcasting high atop the iHeartMedia complex on WTKS-FM HD1. Cocoa Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, the Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. How you doing? Yeah, it is. Hello there. Good afternoon, everyone. It's the start of the Phillips File. This one for a Thursday. That's January 11th in the year 2018. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jim Phillips here once again to take your phone calls and listen to your stuff, whatever your stuff might happen to be. News, current events, we're happy to do that. Let's talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine. And of course, we'll find many other things to discuss this afternoon. We always do. So take part in the most listened to, the most popular, the most widely heard, the highest rated radio program of its kind in the entire state of Florida. Pick us up on iHeartRadio. That's one way to do it. You can go to our website realradio.fm check that out follow me on twitter at real jim then send us a text on anything at any time i promise we'll read it it may be the catalyst for something that we talk about on the air that's real mobile 77031 otherwise on the phones long distance toll free one 1041 for those of you in the metro 407-916-10 Four one Mo has the day off. She's attending uh, some Chihuahua wedding. The Chihuahua wedding down in South Florida. Yeah. So uh, Mr. Pinkman will have the news along oh with Fritz, and Jack is here as well. Here's the rundown. Remember, in 2018, we've compressed five days into four because part of the deal for keeping me here for another year was okay. I'll stay another year. I won't go into retirement. I know that's disappointing for many of you, ah. but uh, so I said I'll do four days a week, and they said mm, okay. So we're taking Fridays and shoving that back into Thursday. So Ooh. today, uh, let's see what we have. Yeah, Mister Pinkman and Mister Fritz will have the news. We will have that bonus round of closest to the pin. Pat Clark from Channel Two will join us and talk sports at about four forty this afternoon. Is that right? Then we have the regular round of closest to the pin. Don't forget Jack's audio file, by the way, at about 420. Forgot about that. Uh, Eddie the Shaman should be coming by today, so you'll want to win it. All that good stuff. It's a Friday, but it's a Thursday, and uh, sooner or later, give me a few months, and we'll get used to this. So there <laughs> we go. Got a laundry list of things to talk about. One of the f- th- things that caught my attention today, I don't know anything about this. It's generational, I suppose. Look, when I was at a certain age, well, one might make the argument my frontal cortex has still not developed as it should as an adult. But be that as it may, we all know if we've paid any attention, 
you know, that when you're a child, when you're an adolescent, when you're a teenager, they say, or the neuroscientists say, the frontal cortex of the brain, that part of the brain that is able to make wise, you know, good decisions as opposed to bad decisions, not fully developed. Now, as teenagers, we can all remember, I suppose, those times when looking back, say, what the hell was I thinking? Well, your frontal cortex wasn't fully developed. So now there's something going on that has caught the attention of young people, and it's called the Tide Pod Challenge. Uh. Now, probably <laughs> many of you know something about this. I just heard about it today. What is going what do they they take a, a a laundry detergent pod? Mm-hmm. Yes. Or is it a washing a, a dishwasher pod? Laundry detergent. Laundry pod. detergent pod, and they put mm-hmm. it in their mouth. Yes. Then what happens? <laughs> then they bite it, and then they go, and then it falls out. Sir, they are living in 2018, while everyone else is in 2018. Is this just for visual effect, or is this in order to try to get high? I think it's just for visual effect. I don't imagine how you'd get high off laundry detergent. Well, yeah, I don't know either. Look, there are plenty of things that we tried. I mean, you know, you just, you, you, yeah. it's a booba mice. It's a, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a old wives tale. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, and you would try it. No, I never heard of it. Do what again? Take a, what, a, 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 <laughs> a nearly rotten banana peel and put a stick of juicy fruit in there I and eat it. Say that. Yeah. That, I swear to God, that <laughs> oh, was. Yeah. But at the time, okay, yeah, man, you get really, get really hot. All right, well, whatever. <laughs> banana peel and juicy fruit. Jack's watching. It's gross. <laughs> Let me just say the, soap bana- in their mouth. the banana peel and juicy fruit does not work, so they put oh. soap in their mouth. And yeah. then what is it, foam up? No, it just kind of falls out of their mouth. And the, and the <laughs> goal of this is? I, honestly, I don't know. I just I don't, don't know. know. Well, the, well, <laughs> web hits, Jim. It, yeah, it's, it's about much. It's about celebrity. It's about uh, uh, being a YouTube phenomenon. All right, Fritz, go get me some Tide Pods. You got it. <laughs> we're going to make it big. Yeah. The compilation I'm looking at is under the title, People Are Still Idiots. I'm posting it at realradio.fm. Okay, Pink, so there we go. Pinkman can probably try it out for us, right? Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. Tide Pod Challenge. Yeah, you're only supposed to treat interns this way. Regular <laughs> children should not be acting in this manner. To which we did, and now we no longer have interns. Yeah. So anyway, does but anybody, it, you know what a Peloton bike is? Yes. Oh. Do you have one? I do know. A bike without, it, you do on the course in the Olympics? No, 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 no the Peloton brand of exercise oh, bike. Oh, yeah. No. oh, yeah, I watch that commercial oh. because there's one woman in it with yeah. the... That is a nice balance. And it has a, uh, so you get the bike, and then it has a way of streaming into any class that you want. It's ongoing, right. I guess, at their headquarters in New York. Mm-hmm. They have all these classes going on 24 hours a day, so from, from, from novice to expert. So you just join in, yeah. and their name is there, and the, the instructor is, they say the it's like you have your own personal instructor encouraging you because he sees your name and this and that, whatever. I think they're terribly expensive. I think they're, what, $3,000 or something? Then you have to pay $39 a month, I think, uh, to uh, to actually be keyed in. Jeez. Um, Let's get a gym member. But there's a, it's a cult. F- it's, it's less expensive, they say. Well, if you're doing your Peloton bike, yeah, if you're, it's thirty. Well, yeah, I mean, if you if you exclude the price of the Peloton bike, oh, well. then you're talking thirty nine dollars a month. Need, but there's need, a cult following. People they 
I don't know anybody that has one of these things. Um, usually, many of these devices turn into nothing more than something to hang your uh, your clothes. dirty shirt, your clothes. It's a clothes yeah. hanger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I just have this feeling that it's huge. I don't know where you would I don't know where you would you would put it. Uh, it's got like a laptop on it. It's got a laptop, yeah, and you're you're dialed into. You know, their headquarters in New York. So, Fritz, let's say, okay, just got my Peloton bike, and you mm-hmm. sign up, and $39, bang, you hit a button, and you choose which class you want to be in. You know, the uh, the Tour de France class, or you can Ooh. be in the, uh, you know, the Villages class, where you just kind of pedal along, and then, <laughs> you know, but you can go from class to class and improve, and then you compete against other people in your class, and it's like... Chasing after golf carts. But the point that I'm trying to make is they just came out with a treadmill. Really? You don't say. This company this company has made gobs of money. Oh, that looks nice. The person on the bike or the bike itself? Both. <laughs> yeah, she mm-hmm. Larger screen too. On the, the woman. Is that the one that on the she's treadmill. on and then she gets off and her husband or her partner and then gets he, on? He grabs the seat. <laughs> yeah. No, he doesn't. Do yeah, that. he does. <laughs> does she wipe it down before you know he gets on? Because that's yeah. always a big concern at the at the health clubs. You know, oh yeah. God, just wipe off your seat. Wipe, yeah, come on, anything. Whether you're on the stair mat, wipe it off. Get the antibacterial. One more thing before mm-hmm. we break, because I love these stories. I just love this stuff <clears throat> because oh, how the mighty fall. Oh boy. Um, this is the uh, governor of Missouri. His name is Eric Greitens. He's confirmed that he had an extramarital affair before he was elected in 2016, right before. But he denies allegations that he used a naked photo to threaten to blackmail the woman he was sleeping with. Now, somewhere along the line, I'm sure we can find Eric Greitens' campaign ad as he was running for governor of Missouri. And it's one of those standards. I've seen part of one where he's pushing a baby stroller down the sidewalk next to his wife, and she's pushing a baby stroller, and they're doing that standard Republican, you know what it is. Uh We're all in favor of God and family and family (laughs) values. You know, that old jerk-off political move that they try to pull. (laughs) And now they've got And this guy, apparently, he's an up-and-comer in the Republican Party. I think he's a former Navy SEAL. Yes. He's a Rhodes Scholar, right? Uh Uh-huh. He's uh, one of these, uh, you know, God's uh, cruel jokes. One of these really good-looking guys, really good-looking guy, Navy SEAL, Rhodes Scholar, you know. And uh, but now they've uh, now they've caught him possibly black trying to blackmail a woman who he was sleeping with right before he ran for governor of Missouri. But it's that standard, how the mighty fall. I'd say, you know, I don't know. This is uh, the, this is the word, uh, the German word uh, uh, schadenfreude, which means uh, essentially, it essentially means enjoying, you know, enjoying the downfall of others. You get a little bit of a, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, this is, this is really sweet. Yep. Eating the popcorn. You know, because they think these guys think, and some women, I suppose, as well, they think they can do no wrong. All of a sudden, they get inside that bubble, and they look in the mirror and say, I'm a, I'm a former Navy SEAL. I'm a Rhodes Scholar. I'm going to be the governor of Missouri. I can do no wrong. And then all of a sudden, this uh, television station in St. Louis, um, they uh, do this investigative piece, and boom. See you later.
Let me take a little break. We'll come back, and Mr. Pinkman and Mr. Fritz will have the news. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. You're listening to The Phillips File. Real Radio. 104.1. I'm trying to track down one of these Missouri governor's uh, campaign ads. This is the guy that's been uh, caught having an extra oh. marital affair. I oh, I have the spot. You have it too. Well, they're all yeah, bu- they're a whole bunch of them. Yeah. You know, he's there's some where he's shooting machine guns. The one where he's pushing the strollers down the street. Yeah, I got that. I think that. there are a couple of others where he's uh, he may be talking about family values. We'll find something for you. Anyway, uh, let's get the news. Mo's not here. She's attending the Chihuahua wedding in South Florida. <laughs> She'll be back with us on Monday. So, Mr. Pinkman and Mr. Fritz have the news. Thank you, sir. Uh, news day brought to you by McDonald's. I am loving it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Six more women have stepped forward to accuse prominent conductor Charles Dutois of sexually assaulting them in the United States, France, and Canada, including a musician who says Maestro raped her in 1988. I plead ignorance. These the Maestro, the conductor of what? Uh, I don't know. Charles Dutois. Apparently, he's famous. <laughs> The new I mean, accusers. I mean, I'm I'm not an art snob, but I mean, I don't think I, I'm a complete. Who is he? What orchestra? What kind of he, newsman are you? He's a <laughs> he's a Swiss maestro, and he's worked all over the globe. Okay, all right, okay. So the new accusers said they were angered by Dutois' denial of an Associated okay. Press report last month for accusations. And also wanted to show the scope of his inappropriate behavior during his globe-trotting career. This is your lead? Well, you know, I wanted to get the uh, not-so-savory news out of the way first. <laughs> Over to you, Fritz. Thank you, uh, Dan Harmon, the uh, creator behind Rick and Morty and Channel 101. And also his podcast has come out and pretty much admitted sexually abusing one of the writers from the hit TV show Community. Uh, he had a seven-minute... Um, it was kind of like an opening up, he says, where he said he was attracted to someone. She let him down, and then he tried to make her life a living hell. Uh, so that's just another Hollywood tumble from Dan Harmon. That I'm is just breaking reissuing news. my general apology for anything I may have done in the past. I, that's that's the best I can do. He he actually went into great detail. Is that acceptable? Is, is that I'm really just, the best you can do? I mean, that's the, be, uh, that's the best Shouldn't I can do. Shouldn't you go out to each individual victim and apologize personally? There are no they? victims. Oh. I mean, I've done a lot in my life that maybe I should, uh, you know, um, but I've never been a, a, an ass grabber. But you could also, I mean, you know, just I look, talk. I mean, unless there's, I mean, if there's any evidence, bring it forward. You could also just talk about it on a podcast and then monetize that, and then you're getting paid to do it. Yeah, Logan Paul style. Ooh, yeah. If you asked your wife whether you were an ass grabber before you got married, I mean, were you? <laughs> I did. I when I was when I was dating Catherine, when I was you know or flirting or whatever to try to gain her attention. I said, you know, did I ever engage in any of this kind of nonsensical behavior? I don't think I did. I I was always thought I was too shy to do any of that kind of stuff. Same. Or I was afraid same. of somebody's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, same. Or yeah, knocking afraid. me out. I was afraid of her husband. Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Sneaky. <laughs> Over to you, Pinkman. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Thank you, Fritz. Uh, here's one guy that you do know about. James Franco has been in the news recently. Another one. Um, claims oh, of gosh. inappropriate sexual behavior. With a minor. Uh, in a report published, I believe, last week, two former student actresses described negative onset experiences with him. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. So, I'm not excusing his behavior. I just don't know what that means. They, they said in a nude orgy scene three years ago <laughs> on the not-yet-released indie drama Long Home... He removed plastic guards covering their groins while stimulating or simulating sex. Excuse me. Former students spoke of an unprofessional culture at his now closed acting school, Studio Four, where he taught a sex scenes class. Uh, two women said Franco became angry shooting a strip club scene when no actresses would go topless. So, James is uh. He's, uh, yeah. And then another uh, accuser, Violet Paley, said that during a consensual relationship, Franco once pressured her to perform oral sex in a car and that the power dynamic was really off. This, of course, everyone remembering in 2014 some Instagram messages between Franco and a 17-year-old fan. Uh, yeah. Afterwards, he said he was embarrassed and said social media is tricky. He used bad judgment and learned his lesson, he said. Yeah, okay. All right. I, so, I, I don't even know how to respond to that stuff. That's your yeah. Franco update for today. Back to you, Fritz. Here's the last one. Harvey Weinstein was slapped. <laughs> he was slapped in the face. Uh, after, With a lawsuit? After finishing. Well, with a hand. Kind of uh, slapped in the face after finishing dinner with his sober coach in Arizona. Uh, his, his sober coach? Yeah. Or his coach who was trying to get Harvey to become... Sober. It's his, <laughs> It's a coach. Uh, yeah, who's trying? Finally, to... found a coach who's sober. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, refer to that as syntax. Yeah, <laughs> a so sober coach. So yeah, Coaching yes, like him. a life. Finally, finally, finally got a sobriety. coach. There's not three sheets of the wind. Oh. Thank God. Get yeah. out there and play. It's his sobriety coach. Um, you're <laughs> quote. You are a piece of. For what you did to these women, he said, referring to Weinstein's mounting sexual him. assault allegations, and then slapped him, and it's all on video. So we should probably post that at Real Radio. Do men slap other men? I mean, Barely. only if you really wanted to mean them. I think that's <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. uh, just like. Uh, oh, yeah, like a was he on a duel? Mississippi like a, burning. Oh, you know. He slapped the deputy. That's true. That's you humili know? That might be it's more, a little humiliating, more humiliating than, than uh, a punch. Okay. I got you. I got yeah. you. Just slap him around? Yeah. Yep. Like a bitch. Ugh. You back slap him first, or you go uh, palm in first? Uh, it's got to be palm, I would think, first. Oh, I don't know. I think that backhand, that, you know, get their attention. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? The strong side of your hand. Yeah, and if Except they can see, they might be able to see that coming. If you have any <laughs> rings on, man, that'll, ugh, that would just, just gouge you. Good up. old slap. ring slap. With that backhand? Yeah, but Jack, wouldn't you say if you want to humiliate, you, you got to slap more than once. Oh, he got back slapped. He did get back slapped. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he went, and so was videotaping with the back of his hand, and he hit him twice. I'm putting it. Oh, oh that's not a. That's that's a two oh. backhanded slaps to the face. Yeah, <laughs> judge for yourself. Realradio.fm. Nah, that's <laughs> slap. Oh, you don't know. Oh. Well, you just no. That's yeah. like he, he was leaning that, in. That's like a pashaw slap. It was had, barely a slap. Pashaw. He had to lean in to get it. Nah, that's just it. That's just, uh, he goes, eh, eh, and then just waves him off. He's like, get out of here. Get out of my face.
Yeah, come on. Get out of my face, Harvey! Don't make me bring the other side of my I'm sorry, head around. I'm not suggesting. I mean, you know, maybe he deserves a, a slap or a punch up for his behavior. Oh, but if you're gonna, I mean, if you're gonna do something, do it right instead of that. Oh, Peshaw, shame on you! It says what? attacked at a Scottsdale Arizona restaurant. <laughs> That's not an attack. Not an attack. It's sober. An attack is nice. when you grab him around the calf and bite him. Yeah. I'm taking a attack to slap. <laughs> All right, let me take a little break. Go to, it's at our website. All right, good enough. Uh, Mr. Pinkman and Mr. Uh, Fritz have the news. More of that when we come back. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. You are listening to the Phillips File on Real Radio. Listen up now, it might not be the Powerball, but the odds of you winning are much better. Listen for the keyword at the top of the hour to text in and win $1,000. Mo's not here today. She's at the Chihuahua wedding in South Florida, so Mr. Pinkman and Mr. Fritz have the rest of the news. It's a great name. That's right. Today is some sort of national food day, I'm sure, but I don't know that info. Good work. Thank you. (laughs) The House has passed a spy program. After Donald Trump's confusing tweets this morning, uh, they passed a bill to reauthorize a key foreign intelligence collection program with an important tweak. It would require the FBI to get a warrant if it wants to view the contents of Americans' communications swept up. He tweeted out some nonsense this morning, and then I guess somebody went to him, and then several hours later, it had a backtrack. And the White House said it wasn't confusing at all. Oh, yeah, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, legislation to renew the program that allows spy agencies to conduct surveillance on foreign targets abroad passed the House 256 to 164 and now heads to the Senate. Trump has said he will sign the bill, which would extend the program for six years. Okay. Are you done with that story before you toss it over to uh, Uh, Mr. Fritz? Yeah, sure. Why not? It's the 11th, January 11th, National Hot Toddy Day. Ooh, that's a good one. Or... National oh, yeah. Milk Day. Ew. What do you I mean, ew? It. I hate milk. It's Did you always hate milk? I don't like the word either. Milk. milk. You, should, yeah. you should hear Jim say it. He See, says the it's word sounds gross. Yeah, say milk. <laughs> milk. I, don't, I don't know why. Didn't they give you the Harvey Milk Award? Oh, yeah, it was the milk. I'll have milk with a piece of cake, please. <laughs> so yeah. gross. It's a milk for you. So milk. gross. That and chocolate. I always say chocolate. I don't say chocolate. I say chocolate. Cho- chocolate. Yeah, I say dairy milk. All right, let's get to (laughs) switch it over to Mr. Fritz. What do you got? You got it. Uh, The um, death toll in the Santa Barbara mudslide is now at 17. Um, I thought they revised it earlier today. I thought they revised it down. Yeah. um, They had it it from 16 to 48, but later in the morning they said uh, they had made a mistake, and the actual number of missing was down to eight. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, hundreds of uh, rescue workers still slogging and trying to find people. It's awful. Terrible. Fires, mudslides, earthquakes. I didn't know where Santa Barbara was either, but it's just like it's a little tiny. It's radio piece. Fritz, I can't. They can't see you. Sorry. What, what is he doing in I was, there? I was like playing he's, he's stretching accordion. He's, <laughs> like he's stretching. He's, he's, he's mapping it out with his hands, and it's like, yeah, here's California, and then you got this thing coming down here and around, and so, as you can see on the map, Jim. A, a couple of nights ago, <laughs> four in the morning, these mudslides are occurring. Yeah. People leave their homes, and that's where mud, not only mud, but boulders yeah. in the mud 
ridiculous. Oh, it's crazy. Boulders, trees, just yeah. detritus. Debris. Debris. And debris. Entire homes were just, mm-hmm. it's like shells. Yeah, I mean, the the ironic part is you're sitting out there having a glass of wine or something. Finally, honey, the fire season is over. Well, that was a close call. Ah! All of a sudden, your house is swept away by a big mud river. No. You think they had to welcome those rains for a while when the fires were burning? It's like, oh, finally, rains to you know stop these fires, and then that creates the mudslides with yeah. no vegetation to stop it. Crazy, <laughs> worst ever. Way to go, Fritz. On over to you, Pinkman. Yeah. I'm sorry. Thanks, Fritz. I'm sorry, Santa Barbara. State and local governments have been more than happy to play up the amenities they think make their locations the best choice for Amazon's second headquarters, mm-hmm. but many of them refuse to disclose the tax breaks or other financial incentives they are offering the online giant. Uh, more than 15 states and cities, including Chicago, Cleveland, and Vegas, refuse requests from the Associated Press to de- detail the promises they made to try to, l- to lure the company in. Among the reasons given, such information is a, quote, trade secret, and disclosing it would put them at a competitive disadvantage. Um, Democratic Governor Gina Raimondo of Rhode Island said, we want to be the best possible position to negotiate. So they're trying for Amazon. Yeah, you need to make it more entertaining. Snorthville story that was. Second Amazon headquarters coming somewhere. You segue where you all of a sudden stop and say, are you an Amazon Prime customer? I mean, yeah, hell yeah, and I love it. Well, there's some people that don't love it so much anymore because I want my stuff delivered when I want it delivered, okay? I don't want to be waiting, paying Amazon Prime prices and waiting three weeks to get a book. Yeah. Who waits three weeks on Amazon there's Prime? An increasing number, there's an increasing number of, of Amazon Prime customers now said, hey, they're not delivering the way that they promised they would. I'd complain, but I'm busy drowning in a sea of cardboard at my house. <laughs> I've got more boxes than I know what to do. <laughs> Same here. It's a cardboard tsunami. You put them underneath your car and collect the oil drips. We oh, need to do something about all the extra cardboard out in the world now because of the popularity of online shipping. Build houses out of cardboard. Also, styrofoam peanuts. That should come to an end. Yep. Well, I no, have, they use that, a, they use, uh, they use Amazon uses air the airbags. Yeah, but yeah. I've, yeah, I've gotten some other things lately though, and it was oh, those damn peanuts. Well, don't they make them now out of like cornstarch and they I don't dissolve? Know, I have no idea. Can yes. you eat them? Yes. Yeah. Better than dandelion soup. Dandelion soup is healthy. That's greens, baby. That's good for you. High in vitamin A. Yeah, bro. Is that a thing, really? Dandelion soup? Oh, uh, what did you like had during the depression? I'll have to give it a whirl. Save no, your money, don't. Jimmy. Save no, your don't. money. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just said it was good. It's good for you, but it's not good. I want vitamin A. Well, how do you know? How do I know what? Have you ever eaten dandelion soup? I've read about dandelion soup. I'm sure it's good with enough salt. No, you got to get it before it gets the fuzzballs on the top. Oh, gotcha. (laughs) And you're not eating those. You're eating the greens. You're eating the leaves. It's like mustard greens. Are those still dandelions at that point when it's just the great fuzzball? Like just weeds. You go, and then they go. You know, dandelions stand here like they used to have up north. Same thing with fireflies. And chipmunks. Stupid Florida. Yeah, we don't have any of the fun stuff. Yeah, no chipmunks and no fireflies. (laughs) God, back to you, Fritz. Speaking of Florida, a Volusia woman is uh, now facing charges after a three-year-old called 911, and the dispatchers couldn't understand what the hell the baby was saying, but the deputies uh, found the toddler in a mobile home with a younger boy, an aggressive dog, and a shotgun, and zero adults. Hey, baby. 
Old Chappelle skit. That's a great <laughs> hey, skit. Baby. That's a great routine. The uh, mother is now facing two counts of child neglect. Wow. Jim, she, UPS driver, text in 77031. That's Real Mobile. Save it. Text all the shows. Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned, he delivers for UPS. He says a quarter of his truck every day is Amazon Prime stuff. Damn. Well, that's uh, fine. I just want to deliver it in, in a timely fashion. I get mine in a timely fashion. That's because I don't order books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Books are for nerds. Yeah, <laughs> take that. You get ebooks like everyone else. You get it instantly. No. 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 You need something no. in your hand. You need you need the weight. Okay, get a Kindle. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Touche. Nerd. <laughs> On over to you, Pinkman. <laughs> Thank you. Ever wanted to go to Ecuador? Been there, done that, got that t shirt. Was it nice? Yeah. Been there twice, as a matter of fact. Cool. Hmm. Well, you'll be happy to know nice people. Maybe. That Ecuador has granted citizenship to WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. Well, I'm not going back there again. No, Julian. After more than five years of living in asylum at the nation's embassy in London, uh, Foreign Minister Maria Fernanda Espinosa said officials accepted Assange's request for neutralization in December, and I meant naturalization, not neutralization. What does that mean? He gets a free free pass to go to Ecuador now? He's what, in the Ecuadorian, Ecuadorian... London Embassy, isn't right. that right? Correct. Pamela so now Anderson is he protected? Uh, no, I think if he leaves, he's going to... She said what naturalization does is presi- provide the asylum seeker another layer of protection. Uh, Ecuador gave Assange asylum after he sought refuge in the embassy to imagine? avoid extradition. Can't even walk outside? Oh, yeah. Just on that you little... Get like house yeah. arrest. Yeah. yeah. Do you think there's always someone there waiting? Yes. yes absolutely. Constantly, twenty four seven, under watch, just yes. waiting for that yes. guy to step out. Any yeah. moment he's coming out here, and yes. we're gonna nab him. We I are. I would imagine more than one, and I would imagine maybe more than one from different countries. Yeah. They're just waiting, just constantly going. Julian, I bet you won't step out here. Interpol, bet baby. Interpol, you won't, bro. Julian, I bet you won't step out here, bro. Like maybe they'll like put a, a hot pretzel cart on the street. Maybe the smell <laughs> will lure him out. Where is he from? Sweden. Sweden. No. Yeah. Um, you gotta find something. What, okay. what are the Swedes like? A meatballs. Su- a Swedish fish Sherba cart. Durban. <laughs> I thought he was from Australia, wasn't he? he no. No. He just talks. I went like nowhere, he was. Jack. I like it. That was a good line. I went nowhere because these guys are jab yeah. jabber walking. No, it wasn't like, oh, my fault. We're, we're trying to get our facts straight. Yeah, we're practicing Fritz. for our podcast, Casual Shadows. Anyone ever hear of it? It's on iHeartRadio. No, Fritz was all we're I, oh, I thought. Somebody, somebody from us. Mad Cow Theater. That was not my doing. Somebody shows up from Mad Cow Theater today and says, "I'm here for an interview." Or I'm here to appear. And like, what? Where did that come from? Yeah, they, apparently they're on some show that I'm not even sure really exists. Mary and Josh or something. <laughs> Mary Hart? I don't know. I yeah, think no he idea. said it was Mary Hart. Mary Hart used to be the, Entertainment the host of Entertainment Tonight with the legs. She had her legs in short, remember? She might have some syndicated thing with XM. Everybody does now. <laughs> so you got Steve Bannon, they cut him loose. You yeah, got an XM did. show? Yeah, me too. Yeah, he was on the Patriot channel. Well, that's that's right. a, but that's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's up, guys? Smells <laughs> like sulfur. It's a devil. She's the devil. Uh, the God. Illuminati is not to be trifled with, America. Stay woke. <laughs> Keep it 100. Bunch of assets. <laughs> so anyway, Ecuador is trying to make Assange a member of its diplomatic team, which would grant him <laughs> additional rights under the Vienna Convention on Diplomatic Relations, including special legal immunity and safe passage. Back to you, Fritz. 
Uh, thank you. A part fell from a United Airlines plane taking off from John Wayne Airport in California and landed on a moving vehicle recently. Officials confirmed yeah. today no one was hurt in the incident. Back to you, Pinkman. Well, whoa, oh, whoa, wow. whoa, whoa, whoa. you can't stop there. That's number one. Jeez. That should have been your lead story. Number two, what was the part? Uh, let's see here. It was uh, a part. It was a, a piece small of metal. Part. It could be a landing gear. Size something. of a dinner plate. Uh, it left a gash on the car's hood. The Federal Aviation Administration spokesman, uh, Ian Greger, said the agency is looking into the incident, but the plane was departing the airport. Uh, it would have been a few thousand feet over Newport Beach at the time the part wow. hit the vehicle. Wow, yeah, that's, wow. A, that's a hell of a drop. Oh, I wish it would hit my car. Um, let's see. <laughs> it was an Airbus A320. Hey, French, you're into that kind of stuff. What, uh, what's the latest on? Remember a few weeks ago when they released the uh, video of the uh, UFO? Mm-hmm. The, that didn't get a lot of play. You know? People just... Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. What, it was Air Force pilots or Navy pilots tracking that thing and it was zooming all over the place? Yeah, and... It, After the government denied for many, many years that it had any kind of uh, program to track or do something about UFOs. Finally, they got videotaped. People, eh, whatever. Yeah, the yeah. friggin' Pentagon came out with it and said, for four years we yeah. haven't had funding, but we, we've been funding this forever. And then people were like, yeah, don't run with that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but, I mean, you th- I, I thought people was like, good God almighty, what, what is it? What was it? What's going on here? Get more. They're like, uh, let's yeah, go check. What's Mueller up to? Let's check President's Twitter feed. <laughs> yeah, I think if anything does come out, like, substantial, not saying that was not substantial, but I think it would collapse the entire religious communities, you know, like worldwide. What? I think it's, I, I, yeah, I think it's awful. All right, Fritz is getting heavy. Sorry. Parts fell off a United Plane. getting into weeds now. <laughs> yeah, it started with a part falling off a plane. Now we're talking global collapse. <laughs> that Pentagon video did look like what I uh, took from my cell phone, by the way. I'm just saying. Do you still have a blog on our website at realradio.fm? I most certainly do, Jack. How do you get there? Uh, if you go to realradio.fm and then uh, you click on podcast, you see the Fort Fritz and then you see the Fritz uh, personality. If you hover at the top, hover on Phillips file, I'm at the very bottom. Keyword woke. What was that, like eight steps you had no, to take before you got there? I, I figured there would be one page. keyword and we'd be done, and he's telling another story. I don't think I have the keyword activated. Then you I've activate asking, the smoke signals. I've been asking for a very, very long time now, Jack. No, nope, we send no, a carrier there's no, pigeon. There's no keyword. <laughs> I just Some, tried it. Someone better jump on keyword woke. Though. Right, another story, good. please. <laughs> All right, Walmart. <laughs> Walmart is boosting their starting pay to $11 an hour and offering bonuses. They are the world's largest private employer, and uh, they will be handing out one-time cash bonuses to those who don't benefit from the pay hike and will be expanding their maternity and paternal leave benefits. They're trying to compete with uh, Target now. Sam's Club in Fern Park is closing. I, I read what? something like 63 different Sam's Clubs are closing or something. I, have, I've, I haven't been in it in six years, but I just... What? What? <laughs> Sam's Club in Fern Park is closing. R.I.P. That's all I know. Yeah, it says Walmart is abruptly closing 63 Sam's Club stores and laying off thousands of workers. That was, that was always my excuse to go to Rachel's. What happened to my music? Where's my crisis? <laughs> oh, there you go. What are you doing? <laughs> it, was, that it, one alone. it wasn't stopping. It makes Jack It'll nervous. It'll stop. There you go. Stop. <laughs> so Walmart now matches Target's minimum hourly rate of $11 an hour. However, if you want to go a little higher, Costco is at $13 an hour. I heard good things about Costco, which is why I go to Costco. I used to go to Sam's. 
But they're closing? What? Sam's Club. Oh. In Fern Park. Mm-hmm. Oh. Plus 62 other stores across the nation. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Back to you, Fritz. Thank you. Uh, Jim, are you an organ donor? No. Well, 2017 was a record year for organ donations. Close to 35,000 transplants were performed, and it was the first year that more than 10,000 people donated their organs after death. So maybe the world is getting a little better, but probably not. Also, I found if you go to realradio.fm, I am. It's on your driver's license? Yep. Yeah, uh, Let me and check mine. I'm not sure I should. I don't know if I am. Is it okay? So I, I think I am. Little, I'd like to cover my bases, and you know, I'm just not quite sure. Keep your parts. Yeah. <laughs> you Sorry, can donate, sir. You can donate skin, right? Yes. Like skin, skin grafts. They've done like face that? transplants. They have, yeah. Interesting. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Sorry, sir. We can't let you into heaven. You don't have a pancreas anymore. Yep, organ donor. Also, uh, if you go to realradio.fm, hover over shows, you can see the Fritz uh, blog right, on enough. there. Okay. Jeez, Fine. enough Jeez. already. I'm just saying. I, don't, I don't need that headache. <laughs> I'm glad Jeff Howell came in here today. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> on over to you, Pickman. <laughs> that was great. Oh, God. I'm sorry. A new Girl Scout cookie program is letting you send cookies to Hurricane Harvey first responders. Yeah. Uh, they're back with the Thin Mints and the Samosas this year. Uh, during the cookie drive, the Girl Scouts in Houston are promoting a Cookies for Heroes campaign. And uh, you can buy Girl Scout cookies and donate them to all of those lovely first responders that help save lives. After Hurricane Harvey. That's back. a good time, those cookies. Oh, man. man. Just... Is, is there someone around here who still has a kid that sells them? I think Amanda Molly's still into it. Yes. I sure yeah. hope so. Also, Sean in traffic. Oh, nice guy. Oh, yeah. What does a box of Thin Mints cost now? I think seven, seven dollars. Mm. God, you can eat a whole I sleeve. Like yeah, you, you can, can just, you know, just, you just eat a box and toss it over your shoulder and dig into another one. Really good cookies, and there's like a bunch in each sleeve. There's like 20. I feel like the price goes up every year, though. They do. Yeah. They get a factor in inflation. Oh, they don't put them online. Mm-mm. Figures. You have to know someone. It's like a street drug. You got to know someone who's dealing. <laughs> <laughs> you got the cookies, man. First or hits go to free. any supermarket. Oh, oh or that. Yeah, you can buy them at supermarkets now? No, outside. they sit outside. They usually oh, camp yeah, out yeah, in front yeah. of okay. like Boy Scout popcorn. The Publix. The public. Yeah, I don't. You know, I just, I just give them a few bucks. I don't want the popcorn. I can make my own popcorn. I had to make popcorn. <laughs> I made popcorn two days ago. I don't like this. Wait until there's only one to two seconds between pops. No, it's I don't like, like it's giving me a job to do. What? What's the problem? Yeah, what? When you cook microwave popcorn. What about it? It said it could be anywhere from one and a half to three minutes, oh, yeah, depending yeah. on the power of your microwave. But you're supposed to wait to one to two seconds between pops. Don't you have a popcorn button on your microwave? Yeah, there's a you lot hit of buttons. popcorn and then start. But and then you just wait. Yeah, bro. I don't believe that works. <laughs> you gotta know. You gotta be there to count. And I don't like it. That is true. One to two seconds between pops. And then it just burns. Oh, everything. I never do that. I just I I like a couple of burnt kernels anyway. Wouldn't you rather have a couple <laughs> under not popped kernels than any burnt popcorn? I'd rather have a couple of a burnt 
kernels than that just sm- a sack full of that smell, non-popped kernels. That smell never leaves your house. Mm. It's crunchy. It's carbon. It's good for you. Oh, everyone mm-hmm. is saying four bucks a box for Girl Scout cookies. Get what? out. Yeah. That's a good deal. All right, one more, one or two more stories. Maybe we're getting me some birthdays. Uh, uh, yeah, I actually don't have any other stories. I right. have the birthdays. Good. That's yeah, what yeah, we're waiting do, for. Let's do the birthdays then. All righty. Are you familiar with the name Phyllis Logan? No. Me neither. Kim Coles? No. <laughs> Amanda Pete. I what know is, the what name. What is wrong with you? Are these Nickelodeon there, people? There's not a lot of good birthdays today. How about uh, Mary J. Blige? No, I was getting to her next. Okay. 47. But, you Boy, son of a... On no, the dot. I brought her out! <laughs> <laughs> you bastard! Hey, just saying. Oh, I guess you were. I'm just, I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> That's perfect. All right, how about Naomi Judd? Aha, uh-huh, how about Naomi Judd? You're up, Jim. I'll pass. Oh, Fritz? Uh, 57? No, that's the mom. I'm going to go 66. 71. Oh, you're one off. 72. Ooh. Not according and to the paper. The, uh, the Girl good. Scout cookies are Samoas, not samosas. Did I say samosas? You did. My bad. That's is an that Indian, Indian appetizer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Texting service picked up on it. I wasn't going to say anything. Uh, what do they know? And the guitarist for the Bengals, Vicki Peterson. Vicki Peterson. Oh, is it my turn? Yes. Yeah. Uh, she's, uh, uh, she's, believe it or not, she's 51. Most successful all-female group ever she okay, is 55 jack jack between 51 and 55 53 that should have gone higher she's 60 no kidding and uh we delivered the news you listened to it thanks for listening thank, thank you. you very much good job guys thank you very much mo will be back with us on a monday don't forget the phillips file doesn't exist on fridays anymore it's what? the jim colbert show bonus round of closest to the pinup coming next on real radio 104.1 to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1 from the And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! Johnny's on the line. He wants to win that You Matter business card if he wins it. Uh, is Fritz playing against uh, Pinkman today? You want to play? Uh, sure. All right, so Johnny has to pick either Fritz or Pinkman to win closest to the pin a bonus round. If he picks correctly, he will receive that You Matter business card. That guarantees him good fortune for the rest of his life. Of course, Johnny chooses incorrectly. Bad luck for 24 hours. Mr. Fritz, you need to go in there to determine who well, will go to the soundproof booth first. Well, usually, we, whoever the caller picks, that's the person we make go out oh, of the okay. hall. Oh, okay. That's fine. Right, we'll okay. just do that. All right. That'll here we work. go. All right, Johnny, you got to make a pick here. Who do you think is going to win this bonus round of closest to the pin, Fritz or Pinkman? I think Pinkman's going to win. Are you going to go with Pinkman? All right. See you there later, you sucker. All right. So Pinkman goes first? Mm-hmm. All right. No, he, he goes in the hallway first. Yeah. Fritz right. plays first. Nice. Okay. 
All right, Fritz, I have 10 questions for you. They're all connected, as I like to say. You don't have to worry about that. Just answer to the best of your ability. Jack will count down and hopefully keep score as well. I will. All right, here we go. In three, two, one, begin. Fritz, Walmart has announced it's raising its minimum wage to $11 an hour. Worldwide, Walmart has how many employees? Uh, 35,000. Walmart founder Sam Walton died in what year? 1993. The first episode of The Waltons on TV was in what year? 1979. How old is actor Richard Thomas, who played John Boy on The Waltons? 82. Richard Thomas was the lead actor in the TV movie All Quiet on the Western Front that was first telecast in what year? 1968. Actor Ernest Borgnine was in that movie with Thomas. Borgnine won an Academy Award for his role in the movie Marty in what year? Uh, 1959. Borgnine was best known for his role in McHale's Navy on TV. It ran for how many episodes starting in 1962? 1962. The, the 70 episodes. McHale commanded a Navy PT boat. So did President Kennedy during World War II. In miles per hour, what was the top speed of a PT boat? 35. Jackie Kennedy, the president's widow, died in what year? Uh, she died in 2001. Get it? Within 20, you went out right. If Jackie Kennedy was a crow in Hyannisport, Massachusetts, she would have to fly how many miles to reach Newport, Rhode Island? Um, 29. 29 miles time. I have no idea. Uh, take a we, second we could tell. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's Mr. Pinkman. Okay. I wrote down every other answer. Good. Good for you. Good job. The other ones, I'll just go from memory. Mr. Pigman, there's no handicap for you today because you're playing against Fritz. Johnny has picked you to win this bonus round of Closest to the Pin. Are you ready? Ten questions. Here we go. In three, two, one, begin. Pinky Walmart has announced it's raising its minimum wage to $11 an hour. Worldwide, Walmart has how many employees? 1.5 million. Walmart founder Sam Walton died in what year? 1986. The first episode of The Waltons on TV was in what year? 74. How old is actor Richard Thomas, who played John Boy on The Waltons? Uh, 52. Richard Thomas was the lead actor in the TV movie All Quiet on the Western Front that was first telecast in what year? 82. Actor Ernest Borgnine was in that movie with Thomas. Borgnine won an Academy Award for his role in the movie Marty in what year? 63. Borgnine was best known for his role in McHale's Navy on TV. It ran for how many episodes starting in 1962? Uh, 132. McHale commanded a Navy PT boat. So did President Kennedy during World War II. In miles per hour, what was the top speed of a PT boat? Uh, 82. Jackie Kennedy, the president's widow, died in what year? 1998. Get it within 20, you went outright. If Jackie Kennedy was a crow in Hyannisport, Massachusetts, she would have to fly how many miles to reach Newport, Rhode Island? Uh, 112. All right, time. Oh, boy. There we go. Jackie O. Jackie O. Score this game. We'll mm-hmm. see if Johnny picks up that You Matter business card. Walmart has how many employees worldwide? Fritz said 35,000. Pinkman said 1.5 million. 2.3 million. Pinkman gets a point. 2.3 million employees worldwide. Sam Walton died in what year, Fritz said? 93. Pinkman, 86. Off by one. 1992. Fritz ties the game. First episode of The Waltons on TV. What year, Fritz said? 79. Pinkman, 74. Uh, Pretty close. 1971. 
Pinkman leads Yay. again. Richard Thomas, he played John Boy in the Waltons. How old is Richard Thomas? Fritz said. 82. Oops. Pinkman, Pinkman, 52. 66. He's 66. Oh, by one year, Pinkman is closer. <laughs> Richard Thomas in the movie All Quiet on the Western Front that was first telecast in what year, Fritz said? 68. Pinkman. 82. 1979. Uh, oh, that's Pinkman. Yay. He's up four to one. Take that, Ernest Fritz. Borgnine, the actor, uh, won an Academy Award. He was in that movie with Thomas, but he won an Academy Award for his role in the movie Marty in what year Fritz said? 59. Pinkman. 63. 19. 55. Fritz gets another point. Borgnine, best known as his role as McHale in McHale's Navy on TV. It ran for how many episodes starting in 1962, Fritz said? 70 episodes. Pinkman. 132. 138. Oh, oh damn. Three Five to, to go. Two. McHale commanded the PT boat. So did mm-hmm. President Kennedy during World War II. In miles per hour, what was the top speed of the PT boat, Fritz said? 35 miles per hour. And Pinkman. A very slow-paced 82 miles per hour. 47 miles per hour. Fritz gets the point, and he now only trails by two. If he gets this on the money, he will tie the game. Two to go. Jackie Kennedy, the president's widow, died in what year, Fritz said? 2001. Pinkman. 1998. 1994. Pinkman. Get it within 20. You went out right. Jackie Kennedy was a crow in Hyannisport, Massachusetts. She would have to fly how many miles, excuse me, to reach Newport, Rhode Island? Fritz said... 29 miles. Pinkman said? 112. The answer. Jackie Kennedy would have to fly, flap her wings, and fly a total of 78 miles. Oh, let's see. Even if he's closer. Pinkman. I'm closer. Yeah, Pinkman's closer. He gets the point, and it's 7-3. to three. Victory for Pinkman and our yeah, caller. Yeah, sign you. All right, good job, Johnny. You picked the winner. Sorry about that, Fritz. It's an <sighs> off day for you, it seems. Uh-huh. Thanks for playing that bonus round of Closest to the Pin. Every day of my life. Close only counts in (laughs) horseshoes, hand grenades, and Closest to the Pin. Pin. Ernest Borgnine. He was the guy with the teeth, right? Don't remind me, then Otto just gets mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) Because I said Otto, who was uh, producer and board op and... Mm -hmm. A long time uh, associate of the Phillips file. Mm-hmm. I said he looked like a like a young Ernest Borgnine. God, he gets so pissed. Yeah, he did. <laughs> well, Ernest Borgnine was an Academy Award winning actor. You didn't have a history of comparing him uh, favorably to celebrities because you also said he looked a little like Mary Todd Lincoln. Maybe more of that than Ernest Borgnine. Yeah, he really does look like Mary Todd Lincoln. What? How do he you does. know what Otto looks like? How do you I know, know who... Otto. I've yeah, been listening to this show eyes. since 1998. I was 13. How do you know how, what Mary Wait. Todd Lincoln looks like? Because I looked it up when you mentioned it on the air. But how do you know what he looks like from listening? Because I went on uh, online at the time and also Connections Magazine and they had pictures. Oh, yeah. Thank Connections you. Magazine. What's that? Points. Oh, some local magazine that did a feature is it on a the dating show magazine. What is that connection? <laughs> <laughs> it's like way back in the day. Don't you remember Nerd. when you were on the cover of Me magazine? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and then the time that photo. you had to climb the the uh, the billboard over by seventeen ninety two and Maitland Boulevard, that overpass, you had to climb the ladder to get a picture in front of your billboard. What are you talking about? I never climbed it. A... Oh, oh I t- <laughs> no, I was on top of a building. <laughs> I didn't climb to the No, 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 no. It was a building, but then you had to climb. Didn't you climb the ladder up? It was that boating place up yeah, yeah. in Maitland. Yeah. 
Yeah, to climb to the top of the building. Because that was in front of your billboard. Correct. So the, the photographer was getting that. a shot of you in front of your billboard. All about that one. Let me take a little break. We'll come back. Jack's got the audio file. Pat Clark later in the program. We'll talk some sports. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound. The thrill of victory. The policeman isn't there to create disorder. And the agony of defeat. The policeman is there to preserve disorder. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. Don't forget, sports with Pat Clark in about 20 minutes. And by the way, you can't get the flu from a flu shot. Let's hear what's in Jack's audio file. Now I'm thinking about getting it. I I normally don't getting the flu shot, but they're saying that this is where it's an extreme year for flu. Well, it takes about three weeks for it to really for the shot to really kick in for the vaccine to kick in. Oh, I got sick from the flu. Well, a lot of times people get infected when they go to the doctor because there are a bunch of people in there with the flu and they want some kind of relief. I'm calling my doctor. I want it for free and I want it now. Yeah. Doesn't cause much, does it? The shot. I think your primary care. It, it's free preventative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead and get it. Yeah. If nothing else, even it. if you come down with the flu, they say that it cuts back on the severity of it. Hmm. This is a bad season I mean, for you. You know anybody with the flu so far? No, no but people no. are dying, aren't they? Yeah. Sorry, on the news, a kid, young kid, healthy, twenty something, twenty one years old, died. Yeah, twenty one. Yeah. Ooh. Oh God, I need a shot. He was buff too. He was in like great shape. Okay, that easy. Mean easy hot shot. Well, Would you I, say I, he was I hot? Who, me? No, I was asking Fritz. I think the connection is because he was physically ripped, you would think he was healthy. I think think people make that connection because they have muscles. Oh, they must be healthy. Yeah, maybe he's full of steroids. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it weakened his immune system. That could be. (laughs) Jack, what do you got? Uh, Tanya Harding. Yeah. The movie I, Tanya is coming out with uh, Margot Robbie. Uh, You're familiar with... Uh, I'm familiar um, uh, that the movie's coming out. And I, t- I, and I, Tanya. And Tanya Harding, that's when I remember first started listening to this show because you referred to it as Tanya the Onion Harding. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About her butt. Called it an onion. Said it was a nice onion. <laughs> we don't do those things anymore. No, that was the nineties. Uh, back in my sexist days. Yes, absolutely. I don't do that anymore. However, the movie goes on to reveal how uh, you know there some elements and you know the hard life she had Correct. growing up and and you know uh, you know certain things she is responsible for other things she's kind of a, a victim of her circumstances there. However, um, the view they were discussing a recent interview that. Piers Morgan had with Tanya. I guess he was a little uh, confrontational to her on her role in the Nancy Kerrigan right. attack. And so here is uh, everyone's favorite Moira, not Moira, Joy Behar on The View talking about the incident here. She didn't want to sit and listen to that because if you see the film, it's called I, Tanya. In the movie, you see what a victim she is of her husband and her mother. They abused her. They hit her. And she is a victim of her life. So her point, when she walks off there, it's almost feel like, hey, you idiot. Not only was I abused by my mother and my boyfriend, and now I'm being abused by you. And, of course, she was talking about Piers Morgan uh, being a little confrontational. Did she ever make up with Kerrigan? Did the two of them ever? They I did, think. They, a sit down. They say, did hey. a sit down, but I don't think they, it was awkward. How it, do you forgive that? Yeah. It, it, yeah. Well, Nancy Kerrigan came back and ended up winning the silver, but Nancy Kerrigan shot her own career in the foot At by Disney that, World. that comment. Remember that? 
on, she was on the parade float, and she yeah. said, I feel so corny and this is stupid. And, Oops. of course, the cameras picked that up, and she was a uh, persona non grata. It was a yeah. marketing stop stick. Yep. Her agent probably said, okay, turn up that contract. You're done. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she said something. She's like, yeah, this is so corny. Yeah. It's corny. <laughs> I mean. Uh, well, speaking of I, Tanya, Margot Robbie plays Tanya Harding in the movie. Where do I know her from? Margot Robbie. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. She was in Wolf mm-hmm. of Wall Street. She was in the Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Um, she played the wife of, in, what's his she name? She was mm-hmm. the blonde one, yeah, in Wolf of Wall Street. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm she played Tanya Harding. Um, but she also just got married. Oh, Went on a honeymoon in Tahiti. Okay. Nothing on the honeymoon that. in Tahiti, yeah. she she and her husband go to work out in a gym yeah. where there's Ellen DeGeneres, Portia, Ellen's Portia wife, right? and President Barack Obama. What? Come on. He's in Tahiti working on his book. Oh, uh, so, no. Where are they staying? All right. In Tahiti, right? Yeah. Uh, but the story here oh, is budget. about how her fiance going to work out in the work in the small gym um, was wearing sh- pink short shorts that were way too short. Uh, but they figured they're not going to see anyone they know. Who do they see? But you know. And then the last bit of the honeymoon was like a really nice hotel, and so we get changed to go to the gym. And Tom puts on these shorts that are like tiny and they're like really short and there's nothing underneath so they can see everything and he was like, oh come on, who are we going to run into? And I was like, you're right. And so we walk into the gym and running on a treadmill is Ellen. And then on the treadmill next to her is Portia, her wife. And then you're like, "Have uh, have you met Obama? And standing next to them is former President Barack Obama. <laughs> Imagine you do things on vacation now. I'm not going to see anyone I know. Whatever. You know? So, I never he, see anybody. Well, I don't go anywhere. But. Well, I guess yeah. you have to stay in pretty high-end places. When's the last time you really saw anybody? Well, you probably saw somebody at the uh, in Atlanta. But oh, other than that. Oh, plenty of people. Yeah, but that was uh, locally. Yeah. You know, one of those people go, oh, my God. You know, you point, you kind of shrunk your shoulders a little bit and point over. That's, you know, mm-hmm. who that is. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, I know who I thought. You know who I thought I saw last week? (laughs) Oh. Who's the the, uh, country? J.K. Simmons. No, the country comedian that usually has a drink in his hand. What's his name? Ron White. I think Ron White was eating lunch at Linda's Winter Park Restaurant. (laughs) Really? Of course he was. No, I think not. Was he in town? I don't know if he was in town or not. Pinkman? I'm pretty pretty sure it was him. Tour schedule Ron White. I'm looking. Oh, it's at www.tatersalad.com. I don't think he was. I don't know if he was in town. He might have just been in town to be in town. I don't know. Or maybe he wanted to get some of those famous chicken and dumplings at Linda's Winter Park. <laughs> I want to go there. I I, I have not. Well, you're only only good well, you're just missing out. I know. Fritz, I'll let you take me it's to a, lunch. It's a media Ooh. hangout. Really? Yeah, that's where all, all the, the audio big shots in the media go. All the audio in today's audio file is connected. By the way, the video of the Margot Robbie interview, you can see at realradio.fm. There's a little more to it than what we played. Um, but also, she mentioned Barack Obama. He is the first guest for the new show for David Letterman. Yeah. It's called Needs No Introduction. Like, my next guest needs no introduction. These are long-form interviews, something, Jim, Good. I know you have shied away from in your career. We don't have enough time. These long-form interviews. Uh, David Letterman, it's a new Netflix series. He does a new one each month. The very first one is with 
uh, former President Barack Obama. I believe it comes out tomorrow. As this was probably three or four months before he died. And Prince asked Sasha to come up and dance, who, and she's an excellent dancer. Then Sasha pulls me up, which surprises me because she always mocks my dancing, but <laughs> I have dad moves. So there's video of mm. Prince, uh, 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 President Obama dancing with Prince. It's because wow. his daughter pulled him Lucky. up. Talk about perks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, he gets to work out with Margot Robbie and Ellen. Is that Dan Rather? <laughs> you doing? Uh, so far, so good. Okay. I'll let you know when I know more, Captain. Hey, between Margot Robbie, Ellen DeGeneres, and President Barack Obama, two of those people follow me on Twitter, at Yankee Jack. Guess which two? Oh, I know the answer. Portia de Rossi and Margot Robbie's husband. Negative. Really? Negative. Barack Ellen DeGeneres Obama. and President Obama both follow me on Twitter. No kidding. That's at Yankee Jack. You can follow me, too. <laughs> and then you have something in common it, it's with It's a true story. You can look it up. I'm, I'm not making I it don't up. Doubt you. You, know, you know how I found out? My kids told me. Talking about <laughs> plugs. Yeah. What about them? Well, oh. you're over here plugging Twitter. I'm trying to plug our website. Hey, hey. This is my this is my segment. Huh? I, got okay. I got one other thing we did mention. It's National Milk Day. Why? You today in 1878, milk was delivered in glass bottles for the very first time. You know, every meal is the time for boredom. Between meals, too, it's good and so good for you. So, kids, won't you make sure that your mom always keeps plenty of that good Borden's milk on hand? And I do mean Borden's. It's the only milk that we drink. Hey, Mom! Be sure to buy Borden! Buy Borden! Who's that, the voice? I recognize, I recognize the voice. I can't place the name, though. Alexander Campbell. Okay. No, he's the of first. The soup no, thing. no, it's not, that's not. I don't know who that was. It did sound familiar. Uh, Alexander Campbell was the uh, uh, person who delivered milk for the first time in New York. Run it again. I rec- What's that? It did sound familiar. Peter Graves? Peter Graves. Yeah. It was Peter Graves, right? Yeah, every meal is the time for boarding. Yeah, it was Peter Between Graves. Between meals, too. Also known for Mission Impossible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your mission, Jim. There you go, Jack. Good job. We'll take a little break. Come back. We'll talk some sports with Pat Clark. That's upcoming next on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A Japanese astronaut has had to apologize after saying he grew three inches in space when he really only grew two centimeters. Fake news. Sad. Failing Japanese space program. JK. Please don't sue me. Next, a retail clerk got a scratch-off ticket as a tip and ended up winning $50,000. Boy I bet whoever gave her that ticket is upset that they didn't keep it. Finally, an IKEA ad doubles as a pregnancy test. If a woman pees on it and it reads positive, she gets a discount on a crib. This doesn't sound like the most well-thought-out marketing campaign ever, but it's like they say in Sweden, Snurgenbergen Smorgen. Headlines were brought to you by Filutowski Cataract and LASIK Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. End transmission. Social media experience. No, that's not, that's not what happened. That is anti-social. What? Why would I not tag you in a photo on purpose? Facebook.com slash Real Radio 1041. Brought to you by Seacoast Bank. See why local is better by visiting Seacoast. You are listening to The Phillips File.
Hey, don't forget, Real Radio wants to put a grand in your hand, but you must do your part and text the right keyword at the top of the hour, then answer your phone when that winning call comes in. We've uh, taken Friday and shoved it into Thursday, and we're going to get used to this. Pat Clark Handle Sports over at Channel 2, WESH Channel 2, and every Thursday at this time, we talk with Pat Clark, talk some sports, other things as well. Please welcome Pat Clark back to the program. Good to see you earlier this afternoon. That was a nice surprise for me, James. It's nice. good to see you. You scared me. I don't, you know, well, you know, because you, you know, kind of, you know, you know, touched my back, you know, my shoulder. Oh, boy. It's like, oh, God, what's happening? Somebody's angry <laughs> oh, at me. Goodness. That's something else I've done that apparently is inappropriate. I put up my kung fu hands immediately. <laughs> like, what is that? And then it's like, ah, oh, I breathed a sigh of relief. It was Pat Clark. It's like, hey, everything's, everything's good. That, uh, that Linda's Winter Park restaurant, that's the, uh, that's the headquarters for the media elite, is it not? Uh, does that include us, James? That includes us. That is where that's where the high-powered members of the Central Florida media meet. <laughs> let's just start telling everybody that, okay? Yeah, well, let's keep it. It's a great diner. There's no question about that. It, it was, and uh, it looked like you were having some. Was that split pea with ham? No, exactly. That was Italian wedding soup with a grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, geez. That was okay. terrific. That was very, very good. <laughs> They do have good food there. And, you know, I was actually I there today with Rollins College basketball coach Tom Klusman, who uh, doesn't get enough credit for being the coaching legend that he is. But he's been at Rollins. Think about this, James. He's in his 38th year as the basketball coach at Rollins College. Yeah, good for him. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a long time for anybody. Probably, probably next season. He will eclipse 700 career victories. Yeah, you only get you only get those kind of years at a steel mill, you know, in Pennsylvania or something. That's pretty damn good for a basketball coach. It sure is. I mean, it's not just because he dropped anchor and decided to stay there. You know, you, a lot of times coaches are asked to leave. Yeah. And uh, Rollins has been fortunate to have him there. But it was good to break bread with him today, and it was great to see you and you're right. The food over there at Linda's and the atmosphere is just. A, I'm telling you, it's just it it's the place to be. It's, uh, if you're an up-and-comer in the media, this is this is where you want to hang out. You never know who's going to be there. We might be able well, to have a lunch. Maybe we should actually do it sometime. <laughs> Let me talk to you. Let's uh, let's uh, talk UCF because uh, I don't know when the marketing campaign comes to an end or if it ever will. I've been in a Twitter war with UCF people for since the Alabama Georgia game, and if not before, but you know, I. What what is your argument? What's uh, what's the problem? My, my, I just will not recognize them as national champions. I say everything. I say they're number one in that whatever that 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 comely thing is. The, the you know the the great season undefeated this and that. I know they beat Auburn and blah 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 blah. I just make the argument. You can't be the national champion. It's just the way the cookie crumbles. You can't be the national champion. You can't self-proclaim yourself national champion. Um, it, they, they, you know, they got uh, they got dissed. I understand the system is is out of whack, but you got to be in the championship game to be the national champion. Other than that, I, you know, I love my weather visor during the season. You know, you know, talked about them a lot, but boy, oh boy, they just won't let it. They just won't let well, it rest. Well, my take on all of that, James, is, and I think we talked a little bit about this last week, is that you know UCF fans are smart. And athletic director Danny White is a smart guy. 
he knows. And by the way, he's he's doing his job out there. He right. is, he is tra- he is trying his best to keep the conversation alive. And to this point, he's done an exceptional job at it. You know, if he can get Paul Feinbaum on ESPN to, to trash UCF to right. the extent that he's, he's like he's like taking it personally, then to me, Danny White is doing his job. I there were uh, Jack Farrelly was at this rally on Monday night, right, Jack? I was. Um, it was I packed. didn't see you. Did I saw, you see me? Yeah, I did actually because Pat, you stand like a good six inches, most of the average uh, human. Uh, you're a tall fellow, and um, a sea of UCF fans. I could see you doing. You were working, doing a good job, and I know because I watch West TV coverage, and I could see my FM ninety six nine the game banner in the background. I appreciate the uh, the plug there. It was eight, nine, ten thousand people. I, mm. you know, it, I've said it before. It's a big time college football program. Now that's the, you know, and boy, they just they 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 want me to declare UCF national champions, and I'll do everything else but do that. And they're just man, they're not having any. They they just. But if you want to get in a Twitter war, never argue with somebody who pays the power bill by the. Well, that's true. You know what that's I mean? true. And those fans, you know, they're all smart people, like I said, as well. And they know, they know that there is a recognized national champion, and that recognized national champion this year is Alabama. So they can have their fun. What is important now is how this transfers into a new season right. when Josh Heupel takes over. Danny White even said this, and Jack would have heard it on Monday night. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's imploring the fans. It's like, okay, this is all well and good, but now we need to we need to start filling the stadium. Right for next year's home games the way we fill them for the USF game and for the Memphis game. Unfortunately, the people who needed to hear Danny White say that weren't the ones who were there Monday night because the people there Monday night are the ones who are the ones who show up Correct. for all of the games. You Correct. can tell a diehard UCF fan. You can tell who those people are who show up, win or lose, whether it's raining or whether it's 95 degrees. Those are the diehards that Danny White and UCF can count on. Now it's incumbent upon all of the other fringe UCF fans who jumped on this bandwagon at the end of the year and enjoyed all of this with the rest of us to come to the games uh, where they play at home. And we'll see. We'll see how that unfolds this autumn. Yeah, well, Bianchi makes that point in his column today in the Orlando, in the Orlando Sentinel. You know, it's now it's Fisher cut bait. You know, let's see what happens, you know, by game number four or five. Uh, when the season gets underway this fall. More power to them. I hope they have another great season, undefeated season, and, and get the respect that they deserve. It was sure fun talking about it, wasn't it, James? Yeah, I mean, sure, really of course. a lot of fun. Yeah, but I, I made, I, you know, I, I say it's it's interesting. It's always interesting to me. You know, you can go up to somebody in what, whatever school it is and say, you know something, your physics department is the worst, and your electrical engineering, oh, man, does it blow. But... And and they'll say yeah yeah whatever you know what are you gonna do but boy oh boy you diss a football you diss a football team and they yeah. come, they I mean it's time to fight it's time to get down and down and dirty I know, <laughs> I know. that's the nature of sports yeah, though I guess that's just, let me talk about the Orlando Magic they're having a dismal season is it even worth mentioning I think when the old man dies they move I I really I'm still holding to that. I think when yeah, uh, Rich not... DeVos uh, heads west, I think somebody in that family, that organization, is that we're going to we're moving, we're going to another city. No, I don't. I'm not sure that that's true. I think that there are other members of that DeVos family who who want to um, put their hands on the Orlando Magic. I, I, I actually believe that that's 
going to happen, and we don't need to get into the details now. We'll wait, we'll wait and see what happens. But this has not been this has not been a good season at all. Mm-hmm. We're only twelve and twelve and thirty right now. I don't know what they are. I, I mentioned uh, last night. You know, Aaron Gordon was uh, he sat for part of the first quarter of their game in Dallas a couple of nights ago, um, and he was being punished for violation of team rules, and apparently. He sat because he was late for the team plane to fly out to Dallas. Mm. And my thought on the air was, I mean, if you're a team that's 12 and 28, you want to get on that plane? I just, this is just, <laughs> it's, it's really it's gotten bad, and I don't mean to make fun of the Magic because we all want our hometown team to play well, but they're just not any good. And Magic fans have long since been frustrated. I mean, this is now a six-year debacle. Uh, this team is, again, this year, not even going to sniff uh, the playoffs. Mm. The best news for Orlando might be that they might, they're might they the second-worst team in the NBA right now. Right. But it, they it, might wind up being the worst team, which, of course, gives them the best shot at landing a number-one pick in next year's draft. And it's you know that that's all well and good, I guess, but it's too bad we're having this conversation. Given where this franchise was when Dwight Howard was leading this team back in 2009, to the NBA Finals. However, in their defense, they have taken steps in the right direction, but the problem is they are still suffering from the moves of the past five years, the Rob Hennigan years, that the new management and the new brass, they have to deal with that in the the current NBA reality, and it's going to be a slow uh, turn to turn this around. Well, I get that, and I think that there are Magic fans too, Jack, who, who get that as well. But those, that doesn't mean that it's right. Oh, correct. Well, there, there uh, more fun. Tickets. I happen not to be one of them anymore. Who are paying good money, and and they are paying good money, hoping most of them to see a good product, maybe even a great product. But they haven't gotten that now. And so you, you you're right. The Magic have taken the next good steps toward trying to turn things around. But how many steps do they get? Well, how many steps are we going to give the Orlando Magic before people just say, you know what, I'm just not going to spend it? my money on this anymore. Well, Again, I'm not trying to demean the magic. I know that they're, they're I, I, I'm hoping that they're doing their best. Rob Hannigan was just a bad idea. He did bad things. He didn't, he didn't know what he was doing. Um, and it's clear. And now fans even are paying the price. You have to put, you have to put fannies in the seats. I don't know what they're doing at halftime anymore, but I always say, you got to have a good halftime show. If, if, if people are going to go, well, I got season tickets, and I'll go see. Hopefully, they'll be able to win a game. But the, well, a that's li- a great point. That's a great point, James, because it was, I think, at a game this year yeah. where the halftime entertainment was that one woman who goes to NBA games all over the place. She's on a unicycle. Yeah. And she has these these bowls, and she flips them out of the top of her head. You can't get it. The quick change, yeah. The, the quick change artist, that woman that does that quick change thing, the frisbee dogs. You bring out those little trampolines where people jump on them and dunk the ball. You can't get any better. You can't get any better halftime entertainment than that. I know, but it's tragic when that's the most memorable part of the game, isn't it? Pat Clark, you probably have Alex Martins, the CEO, his number in your in your phone book in your Rolodex. There, give him a call. What can save? Season tickets for the Magic start serving Goop Dogs in the Amway Center. Oh, my goodness gracious. That will bring in people. Hey, let me move on to uh, John Gruden. He's going to what? Now is it Las Vegas Raiders? Oh, is that it? The Ra- Let's it's, just well, call it the Raiders. He'll be in Vegas in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah okay. So what's he pulling so in? He'll 10 be taking million? his $100 million. <laughs> God, 
bless America, that's a lot of money. I, say I don't know he, why anyone wants anyone a 10-year contract. Doesn't matter what they in coaching. Are you kidding me? What are the odds? I mean, Tommy Klusman, who we mentioned before, I mean, that's he's an anomaly. Yeah. This just doesn't happen. That Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M, giving him all that money. What they give him? A hundred million, ten million a year? What are they doing? <laughs> There's no chance that Jimbo Fisher is at Texas A&M ten years from now. How old is he now? Just as I don't believe there's any chance that John Gruden will be coaching the Raiders ten years. Ten years is a long time in the coaching business. I will make a prediction: that John Gruden will win a Super Bowl for the whatever for the Raiders, the Raiders. within five years. <laughs> within five Ooh. years. What do you think, Clark? I like this. Part. I don't. Well, for, why do you say that? I don't know. I just, I mean, I'm too, <laughs> it just sounds good. Yeah, I, gotta, I, I have to fill another minute. That's what I, I, I have to do. I know why he says it. The autumn wind is a radar. That's why he says it. Yeah. No, I just. Well, I, let's fill it. Let me tell you this quickly, okay? All right. That I, I used the instant pot. You did? James, I, I, listen, I have to tell you this quickly. I pulled it out last weekend because it's it's been sitting there since you gave it. And thank you for the gift. I know you wanted me to give it away at the fundraiser, but I just could not do it. Okay. I had to try it. So I, I I didn't read the directions. <laughs> I, I, I looked nice. at a quick little YouTube thing, just a little quick tutorial. Yeah. I'm not good at reading directions. I went and I got a couple of slabs of baby back ribs at the Publix. Right. Okay? I come home and I put a rub on them, all right? Sliced them into, well, I, I didn't quarter them. like So I had three parts of one slab. And I put I was able to put two slabs in there. Put a little, there's a little rack that comes with it. Put the rack in there. Right. Dumped in about a cup of apple juice. Stay with me. A cup of apple juice, <laughs> and then I put in about a teaspoon, well, maybe two teaspoons of liquid smoke. Yeah. Okay? Put the lid on that bad boy, fired it up for 33 minutes, pulled those out, and I with the tongs, and they were falling off the bone. I put them on a cookie sheet that had aluminum foil, made some of my... Uh, my world-famous uh, Pigs Will Fly barbecue sauce, rubbed it on the top, put it under the boiler for about six minutes, get it nice where it's bubbly, starting to burn just a little bit, pull right. them out, and I'm telling you, Buddy Pittman ate those, and he thought they had come off the smoker after five hours. It's the best, it's the be- I'm telling you, it's the, it's the best damn kitchen appliance that I've seen in years. It works. My mouth is watering. It, it, <laughs> it works. I want some of that. One of the best things you can do is find some instant pot cookbooks. I mean, you know, it sounds kind of silly, but because they got all these recipes for this for this instant pot. I mean, it's people are it's, they're flying off the shelves. Ah, uh, well, those ribs. I mean, it's a, I lo- I like smoking ribs. I mean, there's they have that good. distinct flavor, but you can have ribs that taste very nearly as good and do it in a fraction of the time putting it in the instant pot. So I will be forever forever indebted to you james for that incredible gift well what what do you want me to donate next year that you can keep exactly that's how you're gonna fundraiser i got people coming over i got meeting people i got the sisters in town you know this is gonna be a great thing i can auction off or it's a prize and uh, and soon as that went in the door he told jack i'm keeping this i'm this is not going anywhere Almighty! How about a jet ski or something? If I knew that, I would have gotten you two. I really would have. Oh, James, that's so awful, buddy. Right. Right. Oh, but not, but not too awful. All right, Patrick, have a great weekend. It was good seeing you today.
Okay, thank you. All right, you, take care. Pat Clark handles sports over at Channel 2, WESH Channel 2 in Orlando. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. Song, old song, what is this? Um, tell, tell Grandpa. It, it's newish. It's by Beck. Beck's been around forever. Yeah, right. And it's pretty recent. I'd say within the past year. It's called Dreams by Beck. Yeah, like it. Uh, President Trump has stepped into it again. This is from the Washington Post. This is breaking all over the place now. President Trump grew frustrated with lawmakers today in the Oval Office. When they floated restoring protections for immigrants from Haiti, El Salvador, and African countries as part of a bipartisan immigration deal, according to two people briefed on the meeting, quote, why are we having all these people from blank hole, blank hole countries come here, Trump said, according to these people, referring to African countries and Haiti. He then suggested that the United States should instead bring more people from countries like Norway. (laughs) <laughs> which is a translation, more white people. Right. <laughs> but he just answered the question himself when he refers to these countries as, I can't say it on the air, black, black hole. hole countries. Well, that's why they want to come here. Yeah, I don't think Norway's been, uh, you know, oppressed or anything. It says here the comments left lawmakers aback, according to people familiar with their reactions. So there we go. I mean, it's just... Uh, Well, I mean, really, why do they want to come here? Well, you just told you just you just told yourself why they want to come here. I don't understand why we don't get more people from Norway. Because people in Norway don't want to come here. Do they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. I mean, do people in the in Scandinavia want to? I mean, are they flocking to to emigrate to the United States? I don't think so. What are the engineers doing? What's wrong in there? Uh oh. What's going on now? It's a whole thing, and Lube keeps shouting, so I can't turn my mic on. I know, Lube's yelling. What's he yelling about? What's he angry about now? About how we're ungrateful and we should try living in Eastern Europe for a day. When the equipment breaks down, he blames us. I've got a a question. Stupid Uh, millennial. I'm going to someone who is uh, becoming a U.S. citizen tomorrow. Oh, oh nice. see, Lube went through that process. Yeah, I mean, they went, they've gone oh. through the process, and they're raising their right hand, and they're swearing to defend the United States and the Constitution and all that good stuff. Probably know more about the uh, United States than we do, because the test is fairly, uh, fairly difficult. But mm-hmm. they are being sworn in as a citizen of the United States. Cool. So there's a little soiree for this person tomorrow evening. So I was thinking, okay, you're going to wear your medals. Quintess- quintessential something American. Hot dog, apple pie, Chevrolet. Cowboy Six hat. Six pack of Budweiser. Baseball, too. They oh, take him as a gift. Budweiser, see, here's welcome, the deal. Welcome yeah. to American citizenry. Now, if you get You the, are now an American. Now, 
you could get him a six pack of Budweiser and the can say America on it, and it's a really a symbol of America. Yet it's made by a, a company from Bavaria or where is it? Holland. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah. yeah okay. Get him a nice handgun. In Bev. Yeah. How about some? Uh, get him some Yingling. Craftsman wrenches. <laughs> there you go. So the Sears store doesn't exist anymore. Are those still manufactured in the U.S.? I think so. I don't know, but I know someone bought Craftsman, right? Was it Black & Decker? Yes, it was. But they're still... I don't know if they're made made here or not. We can check that out. A bottle of bourbon. Oh, yeah, Jack Daniels. Yeah, that's a good idea. And a Dale Earnhardt mustache. (laughs) (laughs) Just, Just a Dale Earnhardt jacket. And then shout, roll tide once you get your citizenship. That's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, something that, you know, a basket of, all right, bourbon, bottle oh. of bourbon. Mm. What else? No, nothing Alabama. They were traitors to the country. Okay, not Alabama. Uh, New York Yankees something. Yeah, get him a Yankees hat just so Yankees. he can immediately become a Yankee like That's everyone yeah. else does. say America. It's pretty much, I mean, it says New York. Well, right? why not get him a Baltimore Orioles hat? Uh, there's... Because not a lot of people look good in orange. Yeah. Definitely do not give him an Alabama hat because it was on this day in 1861 Alabama seceded from this great country. Oh, timely. Yahoo! Mountain Dew. Traitors. So, anyway. Just a thought. Thanks for helping out in that process. That's the least we could do. We did that. It was against Stacy at the time. Lube against Stacy in a quiz on American history because... Uh, Lube <laughs> just went through his American history uh, exam. Did he get some apple pie? Yeah, apple yeah he pie. did. George Washington powdered wig. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that makes a nice gift. You know where I can get one? <laughs> the powdered wig store on Magnolia. They used to be filled with downtown, but now downtown's a hopping place. They have no more wig stuff. <laughs> That's true. How am I supposed to go to court? Find find an old defunct uh, mall that they're turning into congo- condos. They used to have that wig store down near Scruffy Murphy's. It's not Scruffy's anymore. That was there when I came moved to town. Yeah, there used to be two of them on Orange Avenue. Really? Yeah, yeah. one at Washington and uh, and Orange. That one was there forever. But there was an iron gate, you know, that security gate across it all the time. Ooh. There's also one at Dinning and Fairbanks, right? Um, across from the sinkhole. A wig store. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a costume store, but used to be, it was there for like fifty years, I think. No, that's farther down on Fairbanks oh, gotcha. now. There's, but I'm just talking a wig store. Uh, that's yeah. all they sold. Wow, because you yeah, used that to was it. wigs in the late '90s, uh, early 2000s. You used to talk about how downtown was nothing but wig stores and tattoo shops. There was just <laughs> wig stores yeah. there for a while. God. for Let's... people trying to get away from their past. There's yeah. been a resurgence because <laughs> downtown used to be Church Street was. The happening place. Then Disney, you know, yeah. came up with their Disney West Side and it's had its ups and downs. Uh, Pleasure Island and all these other things happened, but it, there's been a revival of. Yeah, if you uh, wanted a lime downtown. green uh, polyester fright wig, you could go in there and. <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, first store on Orange is closing. The what? cold storage place. I think they're closing. LaBelle? Yeah. Where did you I, see that? I walked by and <clears throat> they were doing like a sixty percent off everything sale. Oh, that's like a rug store. They do that all the time. I don't know. We can check that out. There's a, uh, I don't think they're a gun manufacturer per se. Who? Up in uh, Apopka. Oh. And, uh, but I, I think they take components and put them together and make a particular type of firearm. Mm-hmm. 
in their mind better. Nice. I can't remember the name of it. They're running an ad. Uh, Scott Maxwell uh, tweeted something out because it's something about the Antifa. And it's, uh, it's a print ad. It's like uh, I mean, it's something you know with the, with their logo on the bottom, and it's it's take that antifa or stand up to the anti antifa oh, or whatever. Yeah, I saw that. It's like, do you know what you're talking about? The antifa movement. It's not an organization per se. It's not a club. It's not. They don't have a mailing address. It's it's loosely. It's 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 it, it's it's a it's it's a it's a movement of people who are anti-fascists. Yeah. And I thought Second Amendment people were, I thought gun people per se, a lot of them, especially the NRA types, were anti-fascists. They're anti-fascists, aren't they? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand, I don't, I don't understand I, why they would, hi, look to, look to us to supply you with, uh, you know, the weapon that we, and stand up to the Antifa. Well, it's because Antifa now are like SJWs, you know, social justice warriors, and they're libtards. Yeah, I'm sure there's some so anarchists like, involved in that yeah. as well. But the Antifa movement, I mean, if you if you say stand up to the anarchists, I can understand that. But they weren't smart enough to figure that out. So they're just grouping, uh, all taking all these, whether it's a social justice group or anarchists and anybody else, namely the people who stood up to these clowns in Charlottesville. Right. And group them all together. That is part of the Antifa. I got. I got to find the ad. It's a bold, uh, bold statement on their on their part. But at the same time, it's talking to their audience because who doesn't want to punch an SJW in the face? Am I right? It's a, it just it just doesn't it just doesn't make any sense to me. You got to do your research a little bit better than that. <laughs> Stand up to the Antifa. I mean, all right, stand. Okay, stand up to people who are standing up against fascism. Yeah, so yeah, that'll okay, teach that, that 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 works. Lay down for fascists. Yeah. Get in bed with fascism. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna stand against people who are who are marching for social justice. That doesn't make any sense. One triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Let me. I tweeted it. I mean, follow me on Twitter. Uh, you can uh, probably pick up the tweet from uh, Scott Joseph as well because I retweeted, as they say. What else is happening? Anything? Uh, that's on your Twitter page, your Yankee Jack Twitter handle. <laughs> you got this Missouri governor. He's in hot water. <clears throat> TV station, I believe, in uh, what St. Louis. Yeah, uh, they're running a story that this uh, that this governor of Missouri. He's one of these up and comers in Republican ranks. You know, one of these stiff collar types. You know, he's a Navy SEAL, former Navy SEAL, Rhodes Scholar, smart guy, really good-looking, God's cruel joke, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, got a beautiful wife, got kids. Well, now they've discovered that he had an extramarital affair right before uh, the election. And, oh, by the way, this is one of those guys, this is one of these conservative Republicans that, uh, that campaigns on family values. You know, those types, yeah. those really clean-cut types that get out there pushing the baby stroller next to the wife, pushing a baby <laughs> stroller, and how they believe in God, and how they believe in a strong family, mm-hmm. and how they believe in this and believe in that. You know, they're political jerk-offs is what they are. And they don't so like so this guy is, uh, well, I don't know about that, but anyway, but I mean, they're always strong on family values, whatever the hell that means. And uh, so now they discover, and there's also uh, an intimation that he tried to blackmail the woman who he had an affair with Ugh. that uh, during a sex during a sexual encounter he's having this extramarital affair right 
So he uh, binds her hands and what? blindfolds her. Not that there's anything wrong with that under as long as they're consenting adults, right? So he might have said, hey, this is really going to be exciting, okay? And she's gone, okay, all right, I'm done. I, I'm into it. So he blindfolds her, right, and binds her hands. And then when she can't see, he takes a photograph of her. And according to the to the television report says, don't say any, never say anything about this, about this extramarital affair. Otherwise, I'll publish, I'll show this photograph. He denies it. The husband of the woman who he was having an extramarital affair with says, this is what happened. This guy, this guy is looking at his political career. I mean, this is one of the few, this is one of the resource Republicans that the GOP is looking at saying, oh, we got a winner here. This guy is, he's good looking. He's a former Navy SEAL. We've got, uh, we got video recordings of him shooting machine guns. You know, he's uh, a Rhodes Scholar. You know, you got to be pretty damn smart to be a Rhodes Scholar. Got this all together and he's really good looking and all of a sudden this breaks loose and he's gone what the hell wow oops yeah exactly <laughs> damn that is Asian. ridiculous his name is uh what's his name eric greetings it's i think it's pronounced greetings right yeah i have yeah, one Gritons. of his ads here the one he's pushing the stroller along with his wife down the street <laughs> yeah do we have the audio mm-hmm. yeah go ahead and play it's it it's a stereotypical Missouri needs to change direction we can bring back jobs. What's this music? Lead up state government and still give our kids the future they deserve. I'm Eric Reitens, and we're asking for your vote. This kid was waving. It was. The- and it, actually, it's a beautiful ad. They're coming down this beautiful street. American flag between <laughs> him and his wife in the background. Yeah. They like each have their stroller, and the kid waves at the end. I like when he shoots the machine gun at the Tannerite, and it explodes. That's a good idea. He's got machine guns, and he's, you know, I mean, other than that, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, another one bites the dust. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Your chance to text in and win tickets to see the sold-out Alter Ego show in Los Angeles is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. From the... And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! Remember, the Phillips File is now a four-day work week. The Jim Colbert show on Friday, so things that we had uh, going on last year on Fridays, we shoved back into Thursday. So we'll have So You Want to Win It later in the program. Eddie the Shaman's coming by, all that good stuff. Feels like a Friday, but it's only a Thursday. We'll get used to it after a while, I hope. Every time you say it, I think of the process of making sausage, which I had to do at a deli I worked at once. But you say, what? we take a five-day weekend, we shove it into a four-day <laughs> We just compress it, baby, man. We just like a... Like an auto wrecking yard, man. We just we just put it, it together and smash it together. It ain't pretty, but it tastes good. Exactly. So anyway, yeah. there we go. Time for that regular round of closest to the pin. I'm playing against Gilbert. Manny is the backup. What is the prize, Mr. Pinkman? We have a pair of tickets to Monster Jam. Monster Jam. Huge. On Saturday, January 20th at Camping World Stadium. Monster Jam is fun for the whole family and features some of the most recognizable trucks in the world, including Gravedigger, Max D, El Toro Loco, Monster Mutt, and more. <coughs> Excuse me. Tickets start at $15. You can visit realradio.fm keyword events 
for more info. I think I will be going again. It's a good time. To Monster Jam. I want to get, I went last year. It's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Wow, wow, wow. Ready to go? Yes. To Monster player. Gilbert. Hello, Gilbert. How are you doing? How you doing, Phyllis File? We're doing well. We have a category for you. The prize is Monster Jam tickets. The category is Monster Jam, sent by Brad, co-producer for All Gaming. It's facts and figures about Monster Jam. Thanks, Brad. Got it? Got it. Can you do it, Gilbert? I don't know much about Monster Jam. Try your best. This is a really uh, a fun night, and uh, I wish you luck. Mr. Fritz, you will be recording Gilbert's answers, correct? Oh, yeah. yeah. Or else. All right, let's do this in three, two, one. The Pontiac Silverdome was the site of the first Monster Jam. What year was that? 1979. One of the most recognizable trucks is Dennis Anderson's Gravedigger. In what year was it created? 1982. Dennis's son, Ryan, in Son of a Digger, led 2017 in stadium racing wins. Of his 48 races, how many did he win? 11. Gravedigger's engine is 540 cubic inches and at a two-speed transmission. How many horsepower does it generate? 680. The Gravedigger team uses eight drivers to compete at multiple venues throughout the world. How many versions of the truck were built through its history? 16. I'm. All right, good job, Gilbert. Going to put you on hold where you can sit there and wait while uh, Mr. Fritz waves Mr. Phillips back into the studio. Moira's off today, so she can't do the normal hand job she gives him. I meant waving. <laughs> waving. <laughs> wow, way to fix that context quickly. <laughs> Smooth. What's Fritz laughing at? Oh, I'm writing that it's one a down. Whole thing. <laughs> what? Tell me. Get it over with. It's something that shouldn't be repeated on the air. Yeah. We, yeah. What'd you do? No, we talked about. I said Fritz had to wave you into the studio. I said normally, Moira's off today. Normally, she would do that hand. Uh, JLB. <laughs> I just wanted to be tur- well. I can't say that. <laughs> we were waiting for that to happen. I can't say that anymore. <laughs> it I used to say all I wanted to be was Charlie Rose. Now I can't do that. It kind of ties together with my last comment. Jeez. Larry King? No, never. <laughs> How about David Letterman? Not really. Well, all right, let's go ahead with the game with his new series. All right, Jim, the category is Monster Jam, and the prize is Monster Jam. Whoa. We want to thank Brad, co-producer for All Gaming, for the, the category. We were waiting until we had Monster Jam tickets, and today we have that for a prize. So, Jim, I give you facts and figures about Monster okay. Jam. Ready to play? Sure. All right, you're playing against Gilbert. Yeah. Let me just quickly write down Gilbert's time. of, And we reset the clock for you and begin in three, two, one. The Pontiac Silverdome was the site of the first Monster Jam. What year was that? Oh, that was uh, 1986. One of the most recognizable trucks is Dennis Anderson's Gravedigger. Mm-hmm. And what year was it created? Uh, uh, that was created in 1997. Dennis's son, Ryan, in Son of a Digger, led 2017 in stadium racing wins. Of his 48 races, how many did he win? Uh, he won uh, 40. Gravedigger's engine has 540 cubic inches and a two-speed transmission. 
How many horsepower does it generate? Uh, 800. The Gravedigger team uses eight drivers to compete at multiple venues throughout the world. How many versions of the truck were built through its history? Four. I'm... Nice. All right, I got your time, Jim. I'm going to add five seconds. It's a handicap that we apply to you and only you. You go to the you go to, you go to the monster uh, monster truck show. Monster Jam. Monster Jam, Fritz. Um, I haven't been yet. Is your father? Oh yeah, Son big fan. He likes seeing cars get beat up by bigger cars. So, no, yeah. this is perfect for him. Yep. I've been a couple times. I'm going this year as well. It's a you lot of fun, take Jim. Fritz's dad. Jim, why don't you come? I might. Really? Let's do it. Boys night out. You can just transport me there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like a teleport. Oh, parking isn't even bad. It's not bad? No, no, not at all. It's yeah, great. Yeah, park downtown that damn, that damn stadium is, is always filled to capacity for this. Yeah. Yeah, Jack. So parking, is, <laughs> so parking is... But there's plenty of parking. Oh, yeah, but it's... Uh, Jack will find some way to get media get, credentials. Get your Chuck guy. Yeah, I could go. Yeah, I could call Chuck. I don't know his number, though. Oh. Uh, oh, now we know. I think Chuck just oh. operates with burners. <laughs> yeah. He'll call you. Yeah. yeah. Chuck, give me a call. I might need a parking space. <laughs> it's always a different phone number. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Ready to go, Jim? Ready to grade Yeah, this? sure. Let's, okay, yes. you're playing... Oh, I have no idea. Wait, time. Okay, I stopped the clock for you. Oh, here we go. Uh, you're playing against Gilbert. All Thanks right. to Brad for the category. Monster Jam is the topic. They're coming to town in a week on the 20th at Camping World Stadium. It's going to be a lot of fun. Tickets are still available. The very first Monster Jam was at the Pontiac Silverdome. That's no longer a thing, by the way. They imploded that. <laughs> it took him a couple tries. It did. Uh, the Pontiac one? Really? Yeah. That's not the Atlanta one. No, the Pontiac one took him a couple tries. But did I they? Think. Yeah. To bring that down as well? It's a tough building. Yeah, Let's go. What year was the first Monster Jam at the Pontiac Silverdome, Gilbert said? 1979. Jim? 1986. 1992. Jim gets the point. Oh, my God. It's one nothing. Yeah. Grave Digger. Dennis Anderson's Grave Digger. What year was it created? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Gilbert said. 1982. Jim? 1997. Yeah. On the money. 1982. Get out of here. Double points for Gilbert. Come on. In 1987, Anderson beat Bigfoot, the first major victory for Gravedigger. Remember Bigfoot? That was in the movie, Take This Job and Shove It. Oh, yeah. One of my favorites. That is classic Mm -hmm. cinema. Johnny Paycheck. Right after Silk Points. Oh, that's a good one, too. Uh, (laughs) Gilbert leads Jim 2-1. to Dennis's son, Ryan, drives Son of a Digger. Yeah. Now, last year... He led stadium racing wins. He had 48 races. How many did he win? Gilbert said. 11. Jim. 40. The answer? 39. Yeah. (laughs) Jim gets the point. Tie game. Yeah. Oh, boy. Gravedigger. Son of a digger. 540 cubic inches. Nobody beats Gravedigger Jr. (laughs) Two-speed transmission. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. How many horsepower? Three to four more times more than a stock Ford one F one fifty pickup. How many horsepower for Gravedigger? Yeah, the break to tie. What did Gilbert say? Gilbert said six eighty. Damn it, that's a good guess. Jim yeah. said eight hundred. The answer fifteen hundred <laughs> horsepower. <laughs> Jim horsepower. is closer. Jim leads three to two. However, we go to the fifth and final question. Uh Uh-oh. Gravedigger. 
eight drivers, competes at multiple venues throughout the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. How many versions of the truck were built through through its history? That goes too low. By the way, there are 350 events around the globe. Yeah. How many versions of Gravedigger have been built? Gilbert said. 16. Ooh. Oh, boy. Jim? Four. The answer, 35. Gilbert gets a point. We have a tie game. We go to time. Bring it on. First stone of the year. Gilbert answered in a swift 53.2 seconds. Ah, Are you sure? Adding five seconds to Jim's time. I'll add a half a second to my time. Okay, deal. (laughs) Adding 5.5 seconds to Jim's time. Gilbert had 53.2. Jim's adjusted time is now 50. Two seconds. Jim wins by 1.2 seconds. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God, I do that's that very close. <laughs> All right, sorry about that, Gilbert. That's the way it goes. I'm the champion. I am the greatest. I will whoop him. I can't lose. I'm going to screw that up. Thanks for playing uh, that round of Closest to the Pin. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. Pin. Oh, wait, I got this for you, boss. I win. Is there no one on this planet to even challenge me? Here's the story I was talking about before. An Apopka gunmaker is fighting off criticism for a, quote, not today, Antifa, end of quote, ad. It posted online that some say threatens liberal protesters. The ad posted on Facebook Monday night from Spike's Tactical shows four men with bulletproof vests and holding semi-automatic rifles staring down a group of black-masked men raising fists and crowbars while fires rage in the background. It reads, Berkeley, Portland, Charlottesville, Boston, and not today, Antifa. Those cities were the sites of high-profile demonstrations from white supremacist groups. Antifa is short for anti-fascist and is the term coined for a particularly vocal minority of counter-protesters. Uh, statement Wednesday, Spike said that the ad is pro-American and doesn't promote violence against protesters. Of course it does. You got it screwed up. Mm-hmm. You, got it all, you got it all screwed up. They don't know what words mean. Uh, Antifa is a loose-knit coalition of anti-fascists and uh, social justice organizations. And uh, what you're confusing that with is anarchists, which, unfortunately, involve themselves with the Antifa movement. But what you wanted to do was say, not this time, anarchists, wouldn't you? One would think. I would think. A Facebook post has drawn hundreds of heated comments, some criticizing spikes for promoting violence and others defending the gunmaker. Uh, Spike, you're making a huge mistake with this post. One Facebook commenter said, and it says, so you think that the only people who buy guns are your alt-right neo-Nazi nutjobs? Another comment said, Antifa can't even operate a firearm. I'm surprised they've even allowed to come out. Anyway, well, you got that screwed up. Got to do a little bit better job with the marketing there. There's nothing wrong with standing up to, there's nothing uh, wrong with, I suppose, standing up to a certain degree to anarchists. But you should support people who are against fascists. Anti-fascists? I thought Second Amendment people, NRA people, were the, were the paramount anti-fascist people. I thought they were the ones who wanted to stand up to dictators and strongmen and stand up for liberty. This doesn't make any sense at all. Come on, Spike. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Jeez. So anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there. The big story, of course, 
is this Missouri governor. I don't know how much play it'll get on TV. If you're in Missouri, it's getting a lot of play. This is this Missouri governor who uh, is a Rhodes Scholar, former Navy SEAL, good-looking guy, you know, all the qualities you want, I suppose, and a conservative Republican uh, governor who has his sights, so they say, set on higher office. And you're going, that's our guy. It doesn't get any, you can't find a candidate any better than this. He, you know, is he's running for office. He's got all, he's got ads. He had ads, you know, shooting machine guns because he's a former Navy SEAL, so he's showing his prowess with automatic weapons. He's got that, and then you got the, then you got the family values thing. That's what I love the best, the most, you know, he's pushing the baby stroller down the sidewalk with his good looking wife and she's pushing a baby stroller and they got the flag waving in the background and the patriotic sounding music. Well, it came out, uh, I think yesterday that, uh, he's, he had an extramarital affair right before the election and that, uh, uh, according to some media accounts, he tried to blackmail the woman he was having an affair with because he don't, didn't want it to get out. So somewhere along the line where they were having their sexual trysts, I suppose he suggested, hey, about this time you wear a blindfold and uh, I'll tie you up a little bit. He said, oh, okay. And um, the next thing she knew, he took a photograph and said, at least according to the news account, said, if you ever reveal we had this affair I will release this photograph. Well, the husband found out. Oh, God. Because the wife, in her guilt trip, told the husband right. she was having this affair with this guy who was running for governor of Missouri. So he squawked to the media. And now uh, now he's uh, quite possibly seeing his. But, you know, they do that. You know, we've we've we've. We've answered to God, and we've you know we've made the the family is stronger now. It's the standard boilerplate, uh, you know, political crap that comes out, you know, and say, "Well, we, this is a very hard process for both of us, but we work together and answer the prayers. Hopefully, God has answered our prayers, and we've become stronger." Blah 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 blah. It'll be on the news tonight. Talk to uh, Jim Colbert, Dirty Jim, in a couple of minutes. See what he has cooking. No pun intended. <laughs> Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A man has been arrested for stealing Kiss memorabilia from a storage unit. Russ. Russ. <laughs> is that you? Next, some frozen alligators in North Carolina have thawed out and are now very grouchy. You'd be grouchy too if you turned into a blizzard lizard every winter. Finally, a rapper with a song called Sell Drugs is going to prison for selling drugs. Not too keen on the art of subtlety, huh, pal? Headlines were brought to you by WeAreNotTheBanks.com. And transmission. That's right. In the market for a home or you want to refinance the one you have, you need a mortgage lender. You don't have to go to the banks. This isn't like the 60s. You know, there are better ways to secure a loan for your new home. WeAreNotTheBanks.com is one of those better ways. Brad Siebert and his team, they have many great loan programs one to match your needs. Regardless of your credit history, they can work with you. If you're military, they can specialize in VA loans. If you are self-employed, they have a special loan program for self-employed people. Or just you have good credit, you want to get a loan, wearenotthebanks.com can get you a loan with great rates. See what they can do for you. Brad Siebert and his team, you find them online at wearenotthebanks.com.
You're listening to The Phillips File. photo albums see if i can find anything oh pictures of you from that time a lot of polyester baby well we can almost take Pat you back. leather shoes polyester seed burns we can take you back um to close to that era if you follow the phillips file on twitter um there i posted a picture last night the profile picture is now jim on a stick yeah that was post that was so that was what 80s yeah that was that was mid '80s, but we're talking earlier in the '80s and late '70s. Now your press photo from yeah, what about 1980? I don't know what happened to that. It was undercover. That was a that was something to see. You had an afro and an afro. I had a full beard. I was about sixty pounds lighter for various reasons. Good uh, times. I get it. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Wayne Trout party, you know, pool parties. You don't get any better than that. That's what <laughs> I've always said. Yeah, it's when the media in this town, I don't want to go back, uh, you know, oh boy, I remember that. But, you know, the media in this town is much closer. Uh, there's much more competition, by the way. And um, at least uh, every, everybody in the media, news media used to hang around together a lot. Those days are long gone because everybody's gotten so strict and so pure and I don't even want to hang out with Fritz. Why why did you say why did you say my name? I think you know. You could have said any other name. Because you're his partner in podcast. And crime. Not anymore. So anyway we opened up the program talking oh. a little bit about uh Tide Pool, the Tide Pool challenge Tide Pod challenge. Yeah. <laughs> this is where you take uh washing machine uh pods, laundry detergent pods and uh but put them in your mouth oh, yeah, and spit it. it out. You just bite it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. you got to bite it. And this does what? Uh, <laughs> it looks cool and gets you uh, web hits. I'm an expert here from somebody who, during his uh, glory days, was known to uh, imbibe in certain substances, right? Yes, sir. How can I help? I mean, there was always, I said at the beginning of the program, I mean, when you're young, your frontal cortex is not fully developed, so the frontal cortex is the part of the brain that is, uh, that uh, you know, where you make good and bad decisions for yourself, essentially. And if your frontal cortex is not developed, well, there you go. So when you're a young man, and when I was a young man, certainly when you were imbibing in certain substances, mm -hmm. every once in a while somebody, oh, man, have you tried... I'm telling you right now, I've heard, I haven't tried this myself, but I heard if you take a, an old banana peel 
and put a stick of juicy fruit gum in there and roll it up and let it dry and then smoke it, you're really going to get high, dude. Mm-hmm. Except they didn't say dude then. No. Man. <sighs> Bro. But all these things would circulate around, so I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what the Tide Pod challenge is, other than just to do something disgusting. Yeah, well, I don't uh, think anyone's getting web hits. Uh, if, I mean, here that it just web hits. That's it. That's what we come to. Yes, yep. it's how many likes can you get? How that's many thumbs very, up? How many followers on your YouTube channel? A very sad commentary when we're more interested in getting web hits than getting high. Well, thank you. The other yeah. thing is, is that I, I saw a couple of them this morning because it's obviously going on, and, and and you know, and again, I don't, you know, Jim, Jim, we don't judge. You never judge someone, right? I judge. But, I do all the time. But <laughs> here's the thing: What's life all about? When you're looking, when you used to get really excited about police mugshots, and you got into the kick, remember that for about a year, you were into police mugshots. You're like, let's look at these mugshots. There's a good mugshot. That's a bad mugshot. You can tell this person definitely did, innocent. I, no offense, the people that are doing it, if you kind of watch them a little bit, you're kind of like, I can see you doing that, though. It's You can kind of tell whether it's not, and that's the way they cut their hair. and Just by the look, you could say either, I'm so bored, I have nothing else to do, I'm literally going to stick detergent in my mouth, chew it up. And, and I mean, that's the only thing that I kind of, like my running theme was, I thought about your, your you know, mug shots. I thought, if you're looking at these people, they're kind, either all bored or they're just crazy because they just want to chew on some detergent, man. Yeah. Hey, but by the way, I have two. I have two offers for you. What's that? Uh, the things you can get your friend who's becoming an American. The two things they need are a koozie. A friend of mine koozie. is becoming uh, sworn in as a United States citizen tomorrow, mm-hmm. and there's a little soiree. Yep. So I said, "What could we take?" You know, that's uh, well, you're now an American. Yep. Here. Vintage foam koozie. Not the thin one, the thick one. You know, the thick, you know what? You guys had them. You really, I still have our Phillips file ones. Secondly. Yeah, but those are ubiquitous. Nah, those are found all yeah, over the planet. But mm, you can give them a Phillips file one, which is pure no, American. No, 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 or the no, best no. is an American flag that they can hang out on flag day. That is something they could that's use. An American yeah, flag. That's, that's, that's good. Not, that's not a bad idea. Because they don't have one yet. They haven't. They weren't American until this morning. Right, I'm running out of time. I got a cup. Is Dirty Jim there? Is Jim Colbert there or not? Oh, who knows? Right, it's too good for A couple us. of minutes tomorrow. Of course, it's not the Phillips file because I'm now on a four day work week. Sweet. But it's the Jim Colbert show, three to seven on Real Radio. All right. What do you have planned for tomorrow? You're going to do one of these Tide Pod oh, uh, challenges. Out. You know what I think you ought to do? I think you ought to have part of the program tomorrow talking about how to buy a better phone. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're what breaking you, up. What do you got, a burner? I have a legit excuse. I'm cooking chili for the timeline chili cook-off, and I'm actually uh, Greg Higgerson over in the Second Harvest Food Bank, who runs the joint, yeah. was nice enough to lend me the kitchen so that I'd have to destroy my kitchen. So they're doing... 40 different catering events, people who have not taken the time to really learn about what the Second Harvest Food Bank does here in Central Florida. And I told Greg when we first met, I said, you know, the common, I think, misconception is, is that it's a building, you pull up to a drive through they hand you some leftover canned goods, and you move on. But, right. man, this thing is quite an operation. They're actually catering a dinner right now for Track Shack. They have another dinner going out. They did a breakfast this morning, a lunch today, and uh, they were nice enough to loan me one of their tilt skillets so I could make my chili for the uh, – the cook-off, so I just couldn't hear you today, and I'm, I do apologize. Did you remember to call, or did your wife have to call you to tell you to call? Well, Jim, do you want me to lie to you or not, dude? No. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. All right. Work with me here. I thought we were friends, dude. Every time you do this to me. Did you get a flu shot? <laughs> no. 
Oh, I, I don't get I don't get sick a lot. I don't oh. know what it is. I never, oh, you don't I want never this really one. have. This one's this one this one's a killer. This one is uh, yeah. I got it. And people well, are well, you um, do it at work. Well, you you don't. Uh, you take that chance. But the fact of the matter is, uh, you can't get the flu from the flu shot. That's the old wife's tale. Oh, people yeah. say, oh my God, I got the flu. No, they they're already infected by the time they got the shot. That's a, <laughs> and what's happening is they're going to the doctor's office to get the flu shot. But they're right in the middle of flu season, so they go in there, sit down, and before you know it, infected. That's why, oh, man, I got the shot, and three days later, it came down with the flu. Right, and then they hop on Twitter and tell everybody that their doctor's office gave them the flu. Yeah, you got to get, get the flu shot. If you still but, have time, you ought to get it. But the real deal flu is that dog flu that's going around right now. Have you heard, like, all the stuff that's happening with this dog flu that's happening right now? Dog flu. Mm-hmm. I mean, so a, wait a minute. Is it human beings getting a, a, a flu called dog flu, or is it dogs no, getting no, no. dog flu? <laughs> That's I don't... a legit question. I didn't phrase the uh, statement right. But So what's happening is there is this dog, literally, flu for your dog. Yeah. It's so bad right. that my dog got sniffles, and we took him to the vet, yeah. or her to the vet. She's an eight-pound dachshund. So we walk into the vet, and they once they ask me, hey, what's wrong? I said, well, she's sniffling and sneezing. They're like, come in at the end of the day. Jim, when I walked in, they had roped off the area where you come in like the lobby so that I could be whisked into a room to which they immediately quarantined me into the lady that was working on my dog could not leave the room and nobody could come in. And she told me, she goes, I'm going to be here for another hour when you leave because I have to bleach this entire room down. Really? This thing is so contagious that if any vet's office gave a dog this flu, it would be like the worst thing ever. It's really bad. Where did that come from? Now it's like bubble boy. I mean, you just got to quarantine every, you got to, Start cord. So, is your dog? I mean, how did they, how did your dog pick it up? Do you think? Does it go to like a doggy daycare thing or mix around with oh. other dogs? Yeah, no. I found a dog with the flu and got her real close to it as quickly as I could. <laughs> All right, I hate that dog more than anything in the world. All right, I can't make the chili cook off uh, this year. I got some, oh. some, yeah, some I have to do, and it was unfortunately, and Mo's gone as well, but I know you're going to do well. And thanks for helping out with Crime Line. It's a great organization. This is a great event, by the way, the Crime Line Chili Cook-Off at Seminole Harley-Davidson. I hope you do well again this year. Thanks, buddy, and I appreciate you tolerating my uh, truancy. It's okay. We'll hear you tomorrow. Thanks, Jimmy. Jim Colbert Show, 3 to 7 on Fridays on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. Little spot for a Thursday. Now you know uh, we're not here on th- on Fridays anymore, so we're taking a lot of the things we do on Friday and placing placing them on Thursday, including uh, so you want a winner uh, that will get underway. What are the prizes there, Mister Pinkman, for so you want a winner? So you want a winner. By the way, is three rounds. Brad's true false, followed by Brad's in the news, followed by Brad's who said that. So if you'd like to grab a line and try to win one of these prizes, that Mister Pinkman will outline. That's right. We still have a pair of tickets to Monster Jam. Monster Jam. So that's awesome. A pair of tickets to Wasi's Cooking Class, Entertaining Made Easy, happening January 27th at Wasi's Meat Market in Melbourne. 
Those are always good things yeah, yeah. to go to. A uh, pair of tickets to four Florida Cup games. Uh, if you want more info on the Florida Cup, go to realradio.fm keyword tickets. Um, a pair of tickets to Otronicon happening this weekend at the Science Center. Jeez. And uh, you can visit otronicon.org for more info on that. And a pair of tickets to Diamond Resorts Invitational again this weekend at Tranquilo, Tranquilo Golf Club at the Four Seasons Resort. Uh, you can visit drigolf.com for tickets and details. Jeez, those are great. I'm Man saying alive. it's a good week. Uh, you handle the phones. Fritz, you mm-hmm. want to be a lifeline? Along with Eddie? Absolutely. Eddie oh the Shaman is with us. So uh, there we go. Let's get it underway. Well, let me get a contestant up there first. And then, Eddie, you got to get one of these instant pots. I'm very excited. I heard Pat Clark talking about those ribs, and I love ribs. So I might have to get one just for that. Me yeah. too. We got uh, took an instant pot. Well, Jack took it up there, but I got it for Pat Clark because every holiday season he has a fundraiser to raise some money for good causes. So I said, well, I'll get you an instant pot, and you can... You know, have that as a prize. He kept it. <laughs> you could say it was a white you gotta elephant. Love you gotta love him. You know? no, he, no, he kept it. You know, it's just <laughs> good he for him. used it too. Yeah, he used to make like, ribs. If he had kept it and never used it, then that irks you. But the fact that you already used it, pretty tight. And by the way, these devices, there's there are many different types. But you gotta. I'm, I'm not. It's a shameless plug. I'm not getting paid for this. It has to be insta insta pot. Or instant pot. Instant with a T or instant? Now I can't remember. Like you're in the hood. I think there's only. I think it's instant pot. I don't know. Mm. Might be hood style. Insta. Because yes, it's there'll be many. Yeah, but there'll be many knockoffs like instart pop and you know I mean all those ones. Yeah. I totally know. What you're instart saying. pop. Exactly, dude. They're knockoffs. <laughs> kind of like those matzo <laughs> meal cereals that it's not like Fruit Loops. It's Fruit Hoops. Yeah. Fruit Hoops. Mm. Like you go to Brooklyn and buy a you know a Polex rot a watch. <laughs> I love too. Oh. oh, this keeps great time. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. Look at 40 it. bucks. <laughs> I got it for 40 bucks. These are like $500 watches. Mm-hmm. 40 bucks. All right, let's get this underway. Here's Rob. You ready to play, Rob? Ready to play. All right, Rob. Here we go. True, false. You have uh, lifelines on true, false as well. Oh, uh, man. True or false. On Tuesday, Moira reported on things that can get you kicked off an airplane. One she did not mention is a full diaper, adults as well as babies. Is that true or false? Where the hell is my sound effects? Oh, man. Can you say one more time? Yeah. Hold on. I don't know where my sound effects are. Hold on. Let me press that button. Pinkman, go fix it. On Tuesday, Mo reported on things that can get you kicked off an airplane. One she did not mention is a full diaper, adults as well as babies. Is that true or false? You have lifelines uh, if you want to use them. I'll say I'll say it's true. I'll use your lifelines, will you please? I'll use I'll use it a lifeline. I'll yeah. use Eddie the Shaman. Okay. Eddie the Shaman it, and uh, Fritz, both that, of them that together. That sounds false. No offense, man. I had babies, you know, on planes, and they filled their diapers, oh. and they don't kick them off. It's, oh. You're 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 going to be okay. I don't think they're going to kick you off for a full time. That's the worst, dude. It's harsh. Trying to change a baby on literally the bathroom stall seat of an airplane. Yeah, everybody like, loves that too. Uh, I mean, that, eight by eight space. God, so. I can't remember if she said diaper or not. I don't. Right, think what do you so. want to do? True or false? I think right, that what do you sounds do very false. false. Uh, I'll do false. You're doing false. That's your final answer. Yep. Yep. All right, there you go. Nothing. Jack, you want to do it? Or me? I got it. All right, you take care of it. Uh, Brad's in the news stories ripped from the headline. Listen up. This is a long one. I will not be repeating it. 
Neither snow nor rain nor heat nor gloom of night keeps the U.S. Postal Service from making their deliveries. That is unless if you live in the Cleveland suburb of Rocky River, Ohio. It's not a bomb cyclone, but a wild, aggressive gang that has come out of the rafters to hassle carriers. Maybe it's payback from last November. What's the holdup? Use your lifelines if you want them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely use a lifeline. What do you think, guys? What do you, maybe it's bats? They're turkeys. You think it's turkeys? That's yeah. your final answer. Nice. Yeah, gobble, right. gobble, gobble. A group of wild turkeys. Wow, mm, nice job. job. I used to drink wild turkey when I was a kid. You know, speaking about things you imbibe as a child. Yeah. yeah. Oh, who didn't? Dude, you remember that song by George Thorogood? We went through that entire song and drank every drink. Sweet. Right. Eddie's in the weeds now. <laughs> there we go. Didn't take long. <laughs> I was deep. connecting. Eddie's knee deep in the weeds. No, I connected. Brad's, uh, who said that? Here's the quote. Tell me you said it. Uh, use lifelines if you want them. Quote. Ideas are easy. It's the execution of ideas that really separates the sheep from the goats. Now, who said that? Sue Grafton, James Cameron, David Blaine. Sue Grafton, the uh, mystery uh, novel writer, is that right? Yes. Uh, James Cameron, the movie director, or David Blaine, the magician. Ideas are easy. It's the execution of ideas that really separates the sheep from the goats. That's a great quote. Lifeline. Lifeline. Sure. Got two of them. I'll, I'll use them. All right. All right. What do you, th- I, Fritz, it sounds very Cameron-esque, but it also sounds like the first lady, the writer. Sue I'm, Grafton. She just passed away, I believe. I'm going to go with Sue Grafton because um, she's the only woman. I'm going to say Grafton. 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 Grafter. Well, they say Grafton. Sue Grafton. So it's Sue Grafton, James Cameron, the movie director, directed Titanic and uh, Avatar, is that right? And David Blaine, of course, the street mu- uh, magician. I'll go with the lifeline. You're going Grafton. Okay. That's your final answer? Yep. Bing, bing, bing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Jeez. We got a winner. That was luck, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sue who? Not a clue, huh? Sue who? Jim, Bob no. may be a prize winner, but do not fret. We have plenty more prizes to give away today. Don't forget the Crime Line Chili Cook-Off this Saturday at Seminole Harley-Davidson. All for a worthy cause. That's Crime Line of Central Florida. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. And now back to the greatest game show ever. My husband and I were close to divorce, and a therapist recommended this. So you want a winner. On the Phillips File. Already had one winner. Here's Beth, our next contestant for So You Want a Winner. Hello, Beth. Well, hello. This is the greatest game show. All right, Beth, are you ready to play? Yes, All right, true, false. You have lifelines for all three categories if you make it that far. Beth, true or false? Excuse me. In 2017, Colorado led the nation with the highest percentage of households moving into the state versus going out. That's 68% versus 32%. So more people were coming into Colorado than leaving Colorado. Is that true or false? It's 68% versus 32%. True or false? Ask the boys, but I think that's true, but it's probably false. So, come on, boys. <laughs> what? Once again, in 2017, Colorado led the nation with the highest percentage of households moving into the state versus moving out. at 68% versus 32%. I'll I, say it's true. Yeah, I would say true. Everyone's moving to Colorado. They're Who saying true. It? Saying true, Beth. All right, I'm going to go with them. That's your final answer? Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Ah. false. Loser. Uh, Those were the numbers that belonged to Vermont. 
And Vermont's numbers were followed by Oregon. Loser. Then Indiana. Loser. Leave her alone. Let's move on to Art. You ready to play, Art? Yes, sir. There we go, buddy. True or false, Gary Thompson's tell-all book, Fired and Furious, Inside the Trump White House, soared to number one on the New York Times bestseller list. Is that true or false? Um, I'm going to take a shot and say false. Okay, you're going false. You want lifelines? Uh, sure. Why not? I thought it was called, like, Fire and Fury. Roll with it. Yep, false. You say false, false. or true? False. false. They're saying false. What do you want to do there? False, sir. All right, false. That's your final answer? There you go. All nice. Right, round two. Here's Jack. Brad's in the news stories ripped from the headlines. It's a common bond. Wonder Woman, La La Land, and Dunkirk. What, the, what do these three things have in common? Got lifelines if you want them. Yeah, I'm going to have to use a lifeline on that one. Maybe they're all nominated for Oscars? That ain't it. And they were sh- uh, Golden Globes and they were shut out? That ain't it. Uh, they didn't win any Golden Globes? That ain't it. Uh, they did win Golden Globes. That ain't it. <laughs> they were all... Something a little more contemporary. Correct. Oh, uh, they all had uh, music that was contemporary. Nice. Original scores. No. Uh, they all had music that won Grammys. No, you're, you're making too much out of this. Uh, they all had music. <laughs> no. They need okay. a little birdie to come give them a hint. Oh, um, uh, tw- Twitter. Something. Oh, they oh, are. They're all. They all had their own Twitter handles. They have tweeted. They all were. That's your final answer. 2017's most tweeted about movies in the United States. Nice job, guys. Well done. I thank you. Thank you. Okay, all right, here we go. It's Brad's who said that. I'll provide a quote telling you who said it. I love Wonder Woman's Bush. Once again. Jim! I love Wonder Woman's Bush. Who said that? Patty Jenkins, Kate McKinnon out of Saturday Night Live, or Gal Gadot? who uh, was the actress who played Wonder Woman. Hashtag time's up. What do you think? Oh, um... Use your lifelines. Go on. Lifeline, please. Yeah, what do you think? Guys? This has got to be Gal, G- Gal Gadot. Uh, she got such a filthy mouth. Yeah, Gal. Really? Yeah. Really? Yep. Really? Yes. Jack, you say it. <laughs> really? I did. <laughs> At a genuine I, shock. They say I, Gal I, Gadot, gonna... who, is, who played Wonder Woman, as opposed to Patty uh, Jenkins or Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live. It's between Kate and... Yeah. Um, let's go Saturday Night Live. You're going Kate McKinnon. Okay. That's your final answer? Uh, yes. No, sorry, sorry, it was Gal Gadot, the ah. actress who played Wonder Woman. On account of her filthy mouth and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. That I totally knew about before Fritz said anything. Don't you say that about her. No points. You see Wonder Woman? I have. Yeah. I haven't yet. I saw some of it. It was good. That action had some interesting stuff going. It's okay. I I don't really get into the comic book movies. I wish I did. What do you think of the Amazons and their little fighting technique and all that stuff? I didn't watch more than about 20 minutes of it. Oh, then you didn't see the guy from Fargo in it. Oh, the, uh, from Fargo. Mm Mm-hmm. Which one from Fargo? The guy who played the baddie, the heavy in Fargo, with the teeth. Oh, he's in it. In the yeah, movie? Oh, I didn't know that. He's also the villain. Oh, so he's had bad teeth in uh, Wonder Woman. No, I think you can he tell had, me because I'm not gonna. Yeah, I can't tell you. I don't want to spoil it. I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not. I, you might. No, I'm not. You might be desperate one day. No. And what's her name from House of Cards? She's in it, right? Yes. Robin, Robin Wright. Robin Wright. Yeah. Pen. There you go. Correct. 
Also from Forrest Gump. Points. Jenny. Oh, boy. Jenny. Like peas and carrots. Uh, stop, all of you. Do you remember you used to do that? That was really low-hanging fruit. That was really just low-hanging fruit. Way to go, Fritz. What's that, Eddie? Want to go lower? <laughs> Eddie? Go ahead, Eddie. Eddie, what are the three branches of government? <laughs> they are executive, legislative, and judicial. There points. you go, Eddie. Nice. Good job. Now you get points. Took me ten minutes. <laughs> Yeah, the last break, Eddie was stewing about that for about five oh, minutes. Dude, I was seriously sweating, man. There's a major pressure point on his brain. <laughs> and Eddie? Because the easy ones are the executive and the legislative. It's that last one that gets you. I'm just a tool. All right, let's move on to quickly. Uh, juggle John, here we go, buddy. Uh, true or false, we'll use lifelines if you want. True or false, 40% of men watch romance movies at least a few times a month. Is that true or false? Oh. <clears throat> uh... My lifeline is Eddie. Eddie and uh, Fritz, yeah. Yeah, yeah, great. Uh, yeah, let's, let's use them. Let's yeah. see what they say. What do you think, yeah. guys? 40% of men watch romance movies at least a few times a month. Oh, yeah. I'm romance. on that. Like, romance. Like, say rom- true. Rom-com? Yeah. Yeah, I'll say true. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm hanging with you. That's your final answer? Oh, God. Yeah, you're moving on to round two. Yeah. Good Hello, John. Listen up. Brad's in the news stories. Rip from the headlines. You should get this if you've been listening to Real Radio at all today. Social media challenges are nothing new. You know, the Ice Bucket Challenge and the Mannequin Challenge, for example. Some are helpful, some just for fun, and some outright dangerous. They go up and down, in and out of favor. The latest in fad needs to be cleaned up as it has become a nasty habit for some. What's being thrown in the mix? Oh, idiots putting these Tide Pod. That's your final answer. You got it. All right. Let's Nicely just keep it done. here. Let's move it on to Brad's Who Said That. Woo! Hold on. I have to find the sheet. Here we go. Here's the quote. Tell me who said it. Quote, rather than a problem to be solved, the world is a joyful mystery to be contemplated with gladness and praise. Who said that? Pope Francis, Albert Einstein, or Walt Whitman? Rather than a problem to be solved, the world is a joyful mystery to be contemplated with gladness and praise. Pope Francis, Albert Einstein, Walt Whitman, you have lifelines if you want them. Yeah, let's see what you say, Eddie. Although I love the wit man, I'm going to go with Albert Einstein. It sounds very Einsteinian. Eddie goes Einstein. What do you think, Fritz? I'm going to go with uh, the Pope. Yeah, Fritz is going with the Pope. What do you want to do there? Well, it did end with praise. Kind of leaning toward Pope on a rope. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Let's try that. Let's go with the Pope. You're going Pope Francis. You're not too oh, confident. Okay. Here we go. That's your final answer? Well, that wasn't a very good hint, Jim. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll stick with it. Yeah, baby. There you go. Yeah, yeah Pope Francis. Eh? Thank you, Mr. Know-it-all. All right, good job okay. there, Jungle John. Take a little break. Three more contestants. Then Eddie will get our chakras lo- uh, line for a very long weekend. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. An aspiring rapper robbed a wing restaurant that's owned by Rick Ross in an attempt to get Rick's attention. Hey, before I head to jail, here's a copy of my mixtape. Next, a California woman returned a Christmas tree to Costco on January 4th because it was dead. She got a full refund. Let that sink in. A full refund for a dead Christmas tree. 
you humans are a strange breed. Finally, a Japanese security firm has found success with security guards dressed as ninjas. Of course. No one is going to shoplift when they risk a ninja star in the spine. Headlines were brought to you by the free iHeartRadio app. And transmission. That's right, and you get to hear Eddie figure out the branches of government anytime, anywhere with that free iHeartRadio app. Take us with you wherever you go, all in the convenience of your pocket. All you have to do is go to the app store on your smartphone and download that free iHeartRadio app. You get us in addition to all your favorite music anytime, anywhere. Again, go to the app store on your phone and download our free iHeartRadio app today. Call now for person, place, or thing. 407-916-1041. From and now back to the greatest game show ever. If you want to win the hokiest, cornballiest, plastic gifts that break when you look at them? Yeah. So you want to win them. We have three more contestants to go for So You Want to Win Them. And we'll extend this as much as possible because I'm not giving Eddie 15 minutes. Here is... Uh, <laughs> He always laughs like that's not offensive to him. Yeah. yeah Eddie's got if the positive not, vibes, baby. He'd be crying <laughs> if he wasn't laughing. All right, here's Jose. You ready to play, Jose? Yes, sir. All right, man, here we go, Jose. True or false, you have lifelines if you want to listen up now. True or false, Pornhub is the first website to offer a category dedicated to view sex acts with robot dolls. Is that true or false? Oh, I have no idea. Can I use my last line? Sure, of course you can. Just look at your history. I have no idea either. I'm going to say it sounds true, bro. Pornhub, the first website to offer a category dedicated to view sex acts with robot dolls. What do you think, Fritz? I will say true. You're both saying true. What do you want to do, Jose? Okay, let's go with the guys. Sure. Oh, God. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know either. Are you thinking a little bit? Okay, I guess, well, it's not the first website that uses porn, I guess, so... I don't know anything about that. My parents raised a good boy. Yeah, well... (laughs) um, I wanted to just say false. There you go. All right, you're moving around, too. Here we go. All right, listen up. Here we go. This is a uh, immediate... uh, Brad's in the news stories ripped from the headlines. Immediately after the stabbing... Tony Thomas called the sheriff's office and asked the dispatcher for a, quote, meat wagon and police because he just killed his wife. Seems Tony stepped outside for a smoke during a commercial break from a football game. And upon his return, things had turned ugly. His wife began yelling at him and an argument ensued leading up to the stabbing. What set him off? Um... Her screaming? Uh, uh, yeah, use your, use your lifelines. Yeah. 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 Was, it, was his meat not cooked? No. no nope. he, he stepped out the side for a smoke I during know a commercial happened. break from a football game. She changed the channel. Ooh. That's your final answer? That's my yep. final answer. She changed the TV <laughs> channel is correct. Now, a- one might uh, wonder, uh, wonder what a meat wagon is. A meat wagon is uh, an old term for ambulance. Oh. Ask the dispatcher for a meat wagon and police. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> we used to say when we were back reporting back in those days. Now oh, there goes another meat wagon. Where's oh, a paddy wagon? Jimmy, that that's a bet. You don't use in. that term anymore. Whoa, no more paddy? Oh, because it's Irish. Yeah, that's a that's a yeah. Like ladder wearing brother. A, that's a slur. It is. Jimmy's moving on to Brad's. Who said that? He is moving on. 
Hey, by the way, I was watching The Big Lebowski the other day, and I kept forgetting. Huh? Great film, I said. Mm-hmm. I, kept, I kept forgetting because he keeps uh, ordering a, a Caucasian. Yeah. I didn't. And it's like, hello, duh, Jim. Mm-hmm. Hello, wake up, Jim. Yeah, white Russian, right? Yeah, white Russian. Caucasian. Have you ever heard anybody order a, when you were a bartender? No one ever said that, no. no they, they said, said white Russian. Caucasian. Yeah. yeah. But now if you're Russian. a bartender, you know yeah. what it would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Jose, hang in there, baby. <laughs> just hang in okay. there for a second. Here we go. I haven't forgotten about you. I just have to find this <laughs> sheet. Here we go. Here's the quote. Tell me you said it. Quote, I was a machine in high school. Now, who said that? Ashland, the brick wall Harris, who's the uh, goalkeeper for the Orlando Pride. Uh, Eddie, the shaman, or Dwayne, the rock Johnson. I was a machine in high school. Ashland, the brick wall Harris, Eddie, the shaman, or Dwayne, the rock Johnson. You have lifelines. Uh, I want the lifeline, but I think it's um, Dwayne Johnson. Okay. He, he, he was big. He's a football player, so I think he might have said that. Friends, what do you think? Uh, well, I'm just looking at Eddie. I think Eddie knows. Is it Eddie? <laughs> I think Eddie said that. Yeah. <laughs> so Eddie thinks he said that. He's not quite sure. Fritz is just agreeing with Eddie. So we have, I was a machine in high school. Ashland, the brick wall, Harris, Eddie, the shaman, or Dwayne, the rock, Johnson. It's up to you, Jose. Go with Eddie. You going with Eddie? Wow. I think it was Eddie. You think it was Eddie now? Okay. That's your final answer? Yeah, yeah baby. There you go. Yeah. yeah. The Two more to go. Here is, here is, uh, hold on for just a second. Is that Patty? All right, Patty, ready, ready to play? Sure. Here we go, Patty. True or false? Very serious with Patty every single time. True or false, Patty? Despite a desperate plea from Governor Scott, Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke affirmed the administration's intention to allow offshore drilling in Florida. Is that true or false? Well, I'm a little confused about the way you worded it, but they basically uh, said they're not going to do it. Yeah, false. Florida. Yeah, you That's got your it. final. You're round two. Here you go, Patty. Brad's in the news stories. Rip from the headlines. It's a common bond, Patty. Listen up. Barb, Catherine, and Linda. What do these three names have in common? Mm. Hmm. Barb, Linda, and Catherine. Yeah. Uh, I need some help, guys. All right. Well, obviously, the easy way to think this out is Barb is Detective Barb. Yeah. Catherine is the beautiful Catherine, Jim's wife. And then Linda is Linda Bird down the hall. Mm. So I'm going to say, are they the three most powerful women in Jim Phillips' life? Oh, that's a good one. Wow, I like I mean, it. Let me just and, I, say, and I think even if it's not true, it should be made true. It's, <laughs> let's just say warm, very warm. Let me okay. put it this way. Yeah. I'm rarely intimidated by anybody. So these are the only three women that intimidate Jim Phillips. That's your final answer. Sounds good. There you go. Here we go to the quote. Uh, You have lifelines for this there, uh, Patty. Quote, a judge who likes every outcome he reaches is very likely a bad judge. Now, who said that? Judge Lance Ito, who was the judge at the OJ trial. Judge Joe Brown from TV. Or the Honorable Neil Gorsuch, the uh, newest member of the United States Supreme Court, the latest jurist. Judge Lance Ito, Judge Joe Brown, or Justice Neil Gorsuch, a judge who likes every outcome he reaches is very likely a bad judge. You have lifelines. Sounds kind of Supreme Court-ish. I'm thinking of Gorsuch, but I would like some help. What do you think, guys? Sounds a little television to me. I'm going with Judge Joe Brown. 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with a Gorsuch guy. All right, uh, yeah. All right, Fritz agrees with you, Patty. Eddie's going with Judge Joe Brown. What do you want to do? Um, I'll give you a help, uh, some help. It's not okay. Judge uh, Ito. Damn it. So, okay. so it's either Brown or Gorsuch. And it's not uh, Judge Moore. No. That was a, that was a joke. I know, Patty. And uh, <laughs> it went over like a lead balloon. Ooh, it, it, just was, it just wasn't funny, Patty. I love you to death, but that wasn't funny. All right, I'm going to go with Gorsuch. You're going with Gorsuch. All right, here you go. Final answer. All right, good job. Yay, Patty. she's a winner. I love you. Okay, Patty, good job. One more to go. Who's that we got left? Jay, is that Jay. right? That's it. All right, Jay, here we go. True or false, the richest 1% now owns more than half of all the world's household wealth, according to analysts at Credit Suisse, which is the big banking uh, banking outfit. The richest 1% now own more than half of all the world's household wealth, according to uh, Credit Suisse. I think it sounds true, but I want some help. What do you think, guys? True or false, 1% owns half of the world's wealth? Yeah, that's a lot of money. True. Yeah, go for it. Go for what? True I'm going to say false? true. All right, what do you think, Fred? Uh, true. Uh, everybody says true. You want to stay with that? Final answer. That's your final answer? Yep. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Move. Brad's in the news stories ripped from the headlines. An Indianapolis woman crashed her car into three vehicles parked on the street and took off on foot. She was found hiding in the weeds and arrested for leaving the scene of an accident. It's not sure if she was drinking Colt 45, but I can say the worm turned on her. Perhaps her middle name gave her away. What is it? Hmm. Use your lifeline. Yeah, lifeline. What do you think, guys? Is, is her name Tequila? That's your final answer? <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah! Nice. <laughs> tequila, tequila. All right, here we go. Here's uh, who said that. I'm going to skip one and go to this one. I like this one. Quote, I think everybody pees in the pool. Chlorine kills it, so it's not bad. Now, who said that? Jana Banana, Greg Luganis, the great Olympic diver, or Michael Phelps, the multi-gold uh, medal winner, the swimmer? I think everybody pees in the pool. Chlorine kills it, so it's not bad. Jana Banana, who used to be part of the Phillips file, of course. Greg Luganis, the diver. Michael Phelps, the swimmer. You have lifelines if you want them. It sounds like banana, but let's use a lifeline. It does sound very banana-y. Oh, God. I'm going with banana. I'm going to... Was Greg Luganis mentioned in there? Yes, he was. Yeah, he was the second one. <laughs> I'm going to go with it. Thank you for paying attention, Fritz. Well, I was thinking <laughs> about Banana saying that. Jana Banana, Greg Luganis, or Michael Phelps. You're saying Luganis? Yeah. I'm saying Banana. What do you think, uh, Jay? Let's go with Banana. All right, I'm going to give you some help. It's not Jana Banana. It's either okay. Greg Luganis or Michael Phelps. I think everybody pees in the pool. Chlorine kills it, so it's not bad. Michael Phelps. You're going Michael Phelps. Lifelines agree? Sure. Why yeah. not? Yeah. That's your final answer? Yep. Yeah, baby. Nice. There you go. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you for playing So You Want a Winner. Nicely done. Oh, yes. Once again, my children, it is time to let your yin meet your yang. Reach deep into your soul. Find your inner child and teach him not to touch himself in public. It's the hardest working man in the business. I give you 
Phillips filed out a four-day work week. Eddie used to appear with us on Fridays, but I don't appear on Fridays anymore. It's the Jim Colbert Show. So, Eddie, what do you got for us? Well, my little brother, as you know, we have uh, love bells. Because, again, remember, if you can hear the bells, you can feel the love. Because my love is being transported through my soul, through the end of my fingers, and attaches the little bells... And when I shake them, that means all the energies of my universe are one. Sweet. In that I am trying to tone the tone and send that message out. And you know something really sweet, Jim? You ready for a mind blow, dude? Yeah. 17 years ago, about two hours ago, Marcy was born. Wow. So today. Time flies, doesn't it? Literally 17 years to the day. Because if you remember, she was born on a Thursday. And then I called you from the hospital bathroom on that Friday so I could tell you all about when it. When you think about that, did the then think, geez, I wonder if I'll be around in another 17 years? Oh, yeah. No, I thought it'd be like, like I thought you would have me out. And, uh, that was about three years. No, no wait, wait, wait no. In that? life or on the show? Oh, no, on this show. Oh, I thought he no, meant thought you'd life. be alive. Oh, I mean, yeah. You say, oh, my God, be- in this day, 17 it was only years ago, my daughter was born. And then you say, geez, I'm calculating the years. Well, I'd be here for in another 17 years. I'm doing the math right now. To- yeah, no, I'll totally be, I here. be here. I will be. I don't yeah. think I will. Let's see. You never know, though. You might be. You're so chill. You're you're like so chill. You might just like literally hit that century mm-hmm. club and be like, dude. Eddie, I wouldn't be that old. You jinxed me, man. Oh, really? No. Okay. I'll carry the four. Well, here's the thing. I want you to remember this. Brothers and sisters of love, first of all, thank you for being on this journey, Phylites, uh, with my uh, fatherhood and my, my, my daughter and all that great stuff. But, Jim, I got to tell you, man, two things we got to cover today. One, one of the coolest things, it is literally the lava lamp of the 21st century. Are we in the 21st or the 22nd? Are we in the 22nd yet? 21st, Eddie. All right, good. I want to make sure. Just making sure. Because, you know, it's like <laughs> that thing. Unless you're going someplace you we're know, not like aware of. You know, like that thing, too, where it's like if it's the 1400s, it's really the 1500s. Yeah, and if the 50, You know what I'm talking about. So it is literally the lava lamp. I got uh, a gift from my wife, and I've already brought a lava lamp in a long time you ago. Have. I got a Himalayan pink salt lamp. Ooh. Have you heard of it? Oh, no, is- yeah. Dude, okay. This, Jim... With Instapot, I will say that the Himalayan salt lamp is literally probably the newest form of A, aromatherapy and health and all that great stuff. But basically, you can get them in different sizes, but it looks like a big, giant piece of rock salt. But it's pink because, again, it's from the Himalaya, and there's a little lamp underneath it. So you light it up. You can click it with the little turny, clicky thing, and you can turn it up. You can turn it down. But the great thing about it, Jim, is that it actually has more pro. It's not just a lamp, man. Now, here's you ready to find out what this thing can do. Now, some people, Jim, they keep them in their bedrooms. So you can either put them, I can, they say you can get like medium-sized ones and put them on either side of your bed or get a giant one. What does it do in the bedroom? Okay, this is what it does. Jim, here's the thing. The Himalayan salt lamp, what it does is here's how the world works. You buy okay. this or get it as a gift? I got it as a gift. Okay. But right. you can buy it for Tell friends. And you can it. get it for So basically, think about it. We live in a bunch of water molecules. So there's water molecules in the air right now, Correct. Suppose and you know when we and you know when we sneeze and you can see in the sunlight you see the little molecules fly. So there's all these molecules in the air. Now what the salt lamp does is the salt lamp actually attracts and absorbs. You ready for this? Yeah. All the positive ions that are in the air. Now I know what you're thinking, Eddie. It's positive, brah. It's going to be okay. No. 
positive ions are the brujo to our lives. So what, it collects all the positive ions, and then what do you do, lick the rock? No. What do you do? Oh, my God. I kind of want to. That's a really... Hang on. Note to self. Don't lick the rock. Lick the rock. I like that answer. All right. So, no, it's a natural It's our new filter. mantra for 2018. Lick, lick the rock. The oh, rock. man. We can- <laughs> Dude, we got hot Dwayne drinks, Johnson man. says yes, please. Yes, that'd be great. Go for it. Here's the thing. It's a natural filter, Jim. So what it does is it actually attracts all the bad energy, and it kind of sucks it in much like a dream catcher and holds onto it. Now, here's the cool thing. Mm. You know that old saying, hey, you should get off to the beach. The salt air will do you good. Correct? You've heard that before, sure, right? Okay. It's the same philosophy, dude. Except you have a salt rock in your house that's a lamp. But so again, when you turn it on, man... It's this really cool ambery color, and if you put it in the corner where there's pictures, it makes it look really soft, because that's the other thing, man. How big is this thing? Uh, mine's about, I don't know, maybe a 17-pounder. Yeah. It's about this big. Okay. I mean, you can get you can get jumbo. Like, you know when we're at the Science Center, and they have that big, giant amethyst one that's always right by the raffle table that's like, you know, the size of that door? Well, you can get them huge, you can get them small. Hey, you I've, turn this on for a while, or yeah. leave it on all the time? What do you do? You can leave it on. It won't, it won't set fire to the house. It won't do anything. All it does, Jim, is here's the thing. The salt air, that's what it's doing. It's basically, it's raising your energy level. So for me, I don't have it in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. I have it in my living room. And the thing is that when I walk by a gym, I get this overwhelming feeling. Of what, the beach? Of just warmth and bubbliness uh, and, and just like like just chillness because it's kind of like, you know, when you're staring yeah. at candles for a while, you can kind of lose yourself sure, in the candle. It's the same type of thing. It's like when you walk by a lava lamp and you first click it on, you're like, okay, it's just getting warmed it up. It glows. And Does it you, glow? Does yes. It, but is it? No, it doesn't I mean, vibrate it, glow. I mean, it, it just glows. But it sends off this ambient. It's just like an amber color that just illuminates. Now, in, for example, Jim, in this room right now, you have a lot of lights up. You have some bright lighting. You have some lighting on your sign. You have some lighting not. It's like mood lighting. Like, I don't know about you, but we keep Christmas lights up. Even though they're not Christmas lights, my kids are Jewish. We keep those lights up the whole year. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Because, dude, we love that ambient lighting because, Jim, it sets a tone, man. It just sets a tone. Everyone just chill out. You don't need this. You know why, Jim? You know Christmas wh- lights. Exactly. Now the for- big bulbs are the little tiny, the little ones. teeny ones. Oh, they're so good. And because remember, Jim, when you and you're in the office and everyone's like, ah, the fluorescent light bulbs are giving me a migraine. The fluorescent light bulbs are giving me a headache. The fluorescent light bulbs go, mm, and you can't stand that. <laughs> Not the Himalayan salt lamp. That yeah, okay. Bu- he's yeah. just sitting there. Uh, you know what, Jim? If it could talk, it would say, tranquilo, Eddie. Tranquilo. Because, Jim, let's say you're depressed. You could just look at your salt lamp and be like, and you're not depressed anymore because it's just, it's this warm, glowing orb of feeling good. But it's if it's a up- Himalayan salt lamp, it yes. would be talking to you in Chinese or oh, something. Fair supposed <laughs> to Spanish. Ladies and gentlemen, let it be known, Jim, is just as talked about talking to your Himalayan salt lamp. That's why I love you. Now, now think about this, Jim. Okay. We have all those positive ions that are out in the air. For example, I have a negative effect. Uh, let's see. Headaches, migraines, stress. Um, basically, what it is is this salt lamp is neutralizing those ions. Now, I know what you're thinking, Jim. What can I do with this? Well, think about our mantra that we talked about for a little bit last week, and let's re-solidify it. Jim, you brought up, as I've been speaking, it is called Be In The Bardo. Now, if anyone doesn't know what Be In The Bardo is, that is the state of your soul between life and death. Now, what does that mean, Jim? (coughs) Well, if I'm in the Bardo, I'm dead. Ha! Very good point. But if you're dead, do you know you're dead? My wife had this amazing observation the other day. She said, what if, she says, what if I just have Alzheimer's 
and everything that I see is just made up in my in my dementia. Yes, very much. Yes, and I said it. It's too heavy for me. Well, again, it's do you see things I don't see or do you hear things I don't hear? Well, there's that other end of the spectrum. I know you're giving me that look where it's like, hey, what am I seeing or what am I hearing? What? Remember, it's all about that perspective. So if you change your perspective, that's why you said you're saying be in the Bardo. You don't have to be the Bardo. Don't be dead. But also don't be so alive that you're so attached to everything. You got to kind of put yourself in that limbo. Wabi sabi, right? That's why I brought up alleviate in 2018. Because, Jim, this year we need yeah. to alleviate stress. Okay. We need to alleviate someone else's financial burden. We need to alleviate someone else's problems, which is what we do all the time, Jim. We do it all the time. You do it every time you say to people, hey, eat dessert first, grin like a dog, all those things. Those are all little mini mantras. So think about this. If okay. you are alleviating, alleviate loneliness, alleviate the stress in your mind, body, and your soul, and yeah. remember what okay. the elk said. <laughs> what did the elk say? Jim, you have to have persistence because persistence brings rewards. You have to support your health, Jim, and most importantly, you need to honor your ability to endure. Okay. You know who's going to endure, Jim? You are because you're awesome. But right now, take a deep breath. Here we go, in. Let it go. Ow, ah, ow. And remember three things. Stare at your salt lamp. Peace, love, and the Phillips file. <gasps> Shut Thank you for partaking in the cleansing of your soul. This is just one step in your journey toward inner peace and happiness. Remember to keep your chakras in line. And wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. Thank you, Eddie. Great job. Hey, don't forget the Crime Line Chili Cook-Off. That's at Seminole Harley-Davidson this Saturday. More information at CrimeLine.org. The file is back on Monday. Tomorrow, it's the Jim Colbert Show between 3 and 7. Good job, Eddie. Thank you very much. We'll see you next Thursday. Tonight, eat dessert first. Grin like a dog. Wander aimlessly. Pound your conk as often as you can. Buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Bye-bye and take care. $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1.